The Commander Crunch podcast is brought to you by PureMTGO.com. Head over there for great articles covering all formats of the game we all love. This podcast is also brought to you by Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar, your home for magic card auctions in Australia, New Zealand, and Malaysia. Now, on to the podcast. It's breakfast time. Welcome to Commander Crunch episode 47. You're here for your nutritious serving of tasty Commander treats served up on the regular. We're all about celebrating the culture, community, and creativity of primarily our favorite format of uh, Commander, Elder Dragon, Highlander, uh, whatever you want to call it, of Magic the Gathering, plus the side serving of entertainment and pop culture discussions for ancillary influences, and just a bunch of great discussions with great people and finding out their stories and having a good time. So um, I am one of your hosts. Don't have an introduction for myself this week. Uh, let's just say Sam, Poison Duck. We we're just talking about platypuses. That's great. Yeah, Australiana. Uh, and I'm joined poison by... Poison beavers. Poison beavers, exactly. I'm joined by the... Uh, what do we call it? No, I don't want to call you a sloth badger, but uh, Cheshire. How you doing, man? I am absolutely a sloth badger. I don't know what you're talking well, about. Well, if I'm the poison duck, you're the sloth badger. And it's kind of cool. It's, it's yeah, a, it's a, you know, I'm, I'm fat and I'm, I'm slow and I sleep a lot. I wasn't going to say that part. You, no, you, you, it's the, snor- <laughs> the Snorlax part. It's like you're insanely powerful when you want to be. Exactly. So. Wait, the Snorlax part just makes me fat and sleep a lot. Yeah. Sam, you're not you're not doing me any favors here, buddy. No, nah, I'm sorry. I always do this. I've called you cuddly. I've called you this or that. <laughs> you know I mean, it's, it's all coming through now. All I, all I'm, all all I mean fat. to say, Chesh, is I mean to give you a massive hug when I see you next because I thought it was going to be... I I thought we were going to hang out every two weeks or whatever after I saw you at Christmas. And nah, nah, nah. <laughs> in the times, nah. it just feels like last Pandemic year. said fuck you. Yeah, exactly. But uh, got to do what we're going to do. Anyway, uh, I better introduce our guests because uh, we need to get them on board for uh, all the lols and the memes and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, <laughs> as it goes, our guest profiles with the community and creators have become the place to share and explore the essence of Commander, why they play in effort to promote and celebrate those, and just tell their stories, give, give them a place to just talk about whatever the hell they want and and have a lot of fun so uh this week we've got a really exciting guest uh we've got the co-host of the commander sphere podcast uh member of the commander advisory group yes we're going through uh through our cag bingo and i think we're two now <laughs> after talking to um charlotte last week is awesome uh professional funny person comedian uh designer for cfb i saw all right yeah. let's talk some design nerd stuff Good. <laughs> um, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be like, I'm a designer too, because that's not what we're here for. It's fine. Um, and I just, I, I wrote a little note here. I, you know, correct me if this is wrong, but it's the way I kind of see it. I feel like you, uh, you and Dan are scholar of the social science of Commander and just that, the, I guess, the explorers of the uh, the kind of intangible side of what it means to be, you know, just a nice person and and, and social and commander and, and and have those good conversations. It's Rachel Weeks. How are you doing? I love that so much. Thank you guys for having me. I um, that's exactly what we try to do. We we were like, what can we make a podcast that like feels like playing Commander feels? So yes, it, yeah. we, we just tried to talk about the sort of. Everything but the cards. <laughs> Sometimes exactly. the cards. But <laughs> oh, in terms of milk, it's the cards, of course. But uh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I feel personally attacked. Yeah, Chess, you have to check that episode out. It's an absolute zinger, and uh, yeah, it's it's one, it's a masterpiece. It's just which. Um, it's kind of like we we're talking about the Pokemon's and the stakes. It's just like which uh, which magic. Uh, creatures and I love how you admitted legendary creatures because you said yeah. I don't want to uh, I don't want to traumatize you and make you never play your commander again like Milking yeah. Moldrotha but 
which creatures would make the uh, would produce the milk that first of all not necessarily the best, but like how much would it? You know, uh, yeah. Would you have to be paid to drink it, or you know that kind of yeah. thing? Yeah, the questions um, we answered time. were: Can it be milked? What <laughs> is the quality of the milk? And then, how much would you have have, be, have to be paid to drink it? So, exactly. and we run th- we run through a lot of a lot of creature types. We tried to stay away from humanoids and legendary creatures. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> so it's like we're not so, trying to milk a guy with a name, you know. Like, <laughs> we're doing. Can it be milked? Ash ketchup. Yeah. Oh my god, no! Yeah, you know, <laughs> nobody needs to think about the process of milking Fibblethip. Like we're not here to ruin. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, a personal uh, favorite where you're like, well, elementals kind of get into that zone where we're not even talking about mammals or anything. So, like, yeah. you just make a milk elemental, it's fine. Yeah. Right? Exactly. <laughs> mm. um, yeah. Good time. So, yeah, no, pretty much that. It's like I, I, I've really enjoyed what uh, you folks have been doing with just having that kind of casual voice in that it, it's it's refreshing to to hear kind of a bit more abstract topics and, like, just, just sharing around what, what we kind of, you know, Putting them in terms, as I was saying before, like just often there's just great analogies of, uh, you know, like we say, the putting putting commander kind of uh, power levels into into uh, reference of something like it's it's either you're you know a racing horse or a show horse, you know that kind mm-hmm. of thing. You're not necessarily bringing a racing horse to a dressage event, that kind of thing. That mm-hmm. maybe there is a few more levels within casual command, as we put it, and how nebulous that can become, and that also that. The answers aren't necessarily there yet, <laughs> and like it's more yeah. about discussing them as we develop them. Because uh, I think you made a great point too. It's more for you know the I, I think you said it recently. It's like it may be more for like the CAG and the um, the RC, the, the sorry, yeah, the Rules Committee to kind of come up with a bit more like verbiage to use long term. Yeah, and we don't know what that is just yet, but like to condone that rather than it being a content creator you know doing it however what you yeah. what you and dan have put together has been incredible and it's actually it's left an imprint on myself and go oh that's the best way to put it whether it's like sizzler steak or lasagna mm-hmm. tier or that kind of stuff it's it's been awesome so um well, thank you so I'm, much i'm sure a lot of it's kind of come out as a surprise too as you've gone kind of going on that you know as you start discussing like, all these great magical things come about you're like oh that's a great way to put it so yeah. yeah, for sure. I mean, so much of it, what we do is is improvised. Uh, but for for things like the commander power scale and the sizzle and steak, um, and a few other things, we we sit down and write some stuff out beforehand. Um, but yeah, we've been talking so much about just how to communicate effectively within a playgroup or when you, if you're mm. at your game store or, you know, someday soon at a, at a, you know, some sort of fest. Um, mm-hmm. Cause that's sort of the big, the biggest barrier as far as I'm concerned in terms of making sure commanders a healthy format is making sure commander players can find the kind of commander they will want to play. Yeah, exactly. Right. Mm. And, and it's yeah, it's it's a tricky, wild kind of place out there. And and again, I'll just like point attention over to just just dig up some episodes of Commander Sphere and and find what speaks to you, and just start to it, it just changes your mind a lot about like oh, here's a good way to think about it. And mm. it's also that that whole it, the undertone is it's never perfect, and that's it's gonna be fine. Like you know, it's yeah. more about where you pivot from there. Like you have a bad game or something, we have a discussion about it. So um, yeah, but yeah, it's, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard. Kicking yourself over an imbalance in the game is. Like- like it, sometimes decks just go off. Sometimes you you mm. your communication isn't perfect, 
And the the problem is, you know, we're we're all a bunch of nerds. <laughs> like, uh, there's so many exactly. people that co- that come to Commander because you, you know they don't feel immediately comfortable communicating with the table. So mm. it's it's very difficult. It's like like balancing a, a Commander pod is a very difficult thing to do. You know, yeah. I often feel like I, I brought the wrong deck to the table, but. Um, it, it it's something that you you learn as you get to know your decks and yourself and the other players. So mm, it's a process. Um, it's a process, exactly. And I th- <laughs> I think there's there's a gr- bunch of great lessons in there as well. Just like it's it's changing the way you might think about a deck when you're brewing it. Go oh, actually find try and formalize what the thing is doing. Of course, there's that moment when you first try it out. It's the you know first day of school for the deck. Sometimes it absolutely sinks or swims, you know, and sometimes yeah. it's just like, whoa, that blew me away. I did not expect that uh, Cephalid Tribal is going to blow people out of the water, but uh, sure enough, <laughs> yeah, people hate it. Um, same, Skeleton Ship did that. Chesh fucking hates Skeleton Ship, and I was like, I'm sorry. It just happened. <laughs> the reserveless powerhouse. And sometimes I hate playing it because it leads to like, not stacksy board states, but like you can certainly lock some people, which is like, wow, sure. skeleton ship, how you do this? This is yeah, <laughs> great. Yeah, um, you can definitely create some accidental stalemates with decks where you're like, I <laughs> like I I I just owned I, I purchased a foil opposition and because it was oh, cheaper yeah. than I thought it would be, and I I have thoughts of putting together a, a vintage cube, so I just bought mm. it, and then I, it's been sitting in my binder for like a year, and I finally put it into I just put together a Kumena Merfolk deck. Oh, and nice. It's sweet, but I I threw opposition in there because I was there's tap synergies and untap synergies yeah. and and then all of a sudden I had opposition and Merc fiend liege on the table mm-hmm. and was like ooh this is a problem <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bully <laughs> yes like oh mm. <laughs> yeah this was yep. supposed to be a value opposition but now I can tap down everything yeah yeah so, I built a similar one with um the Bant one and kind of a bit of a enchantress uh, enchantress sub theme uh, it was mm-hmm. a Tavasa and same Tavasa, kind of thing you yeah. want to le- you want to lean on all the tappy stuff and it sounds awesome and like you play your verity circles and stuff and you mm-hmm. do it and you're like oh sometimes I'm not really in the mood like it's all in the mood to put people in that kind of mode they're just like wow <laughs> yeah. can't do anything it's like yeah i'm sorry <laughs> yeah yeah I did, it's it's working really well i didn't mean to make it so you can't do anything <laughs> exactly uh yeah. but yeah i mean you, you do talk about like a lot of the the goal is you know you, you kind of in, in the best kind of state of, of magic sometimes is you you start to get uh you know kind of groups of people that understand each other that kind of thing and those yeah. kind of things can be those testing grounds and they're delightful like we had one yesterday where uh who was it prophet was um uh prophet was playing his golos deck <laughs> which didn't have golos anymore he'd like he cut out what what color did he cut out he was doing sidar condo and uh vile smasher i believe so no blue and uh yeah it still absolutely went ham and we're just playing around we're on two three lands he was on nine and then just cast to reshape <laughs> the earth or whatever it was and then we were in awe but it's the right like environment he was laughing but he's like i'm so sorry and it's like yeah it's just it's hilarious and we're just like fuck all us yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> had it had it had a good joke or it's like you know that that kind of thing i think it's that environment where you know it's it's it sounds like a great goal for a lot of people. I know it's not achievable a lot of the time. There's still a lot of people going, well, I just have to play random games with random people and that's the way mm. it goes in, in these yeah. times and that's that's fine. But, um, you know, that yeah. importantly, they it, are two different things. It's a it's a social format, so it's going to have social problems, you know. It's, um, exactly. 
it, it's up to us to to figure out how to how to navigate that and how to you know use the tools at our disposal to create an environment that's as as positive and you know um harmonious as possible yeah yeah that's that's a great way to put it and um yeah it, it, exactly we put it down very simplistically if we're not having fun what are we doing you know like it's, it's yeah kind of what we got to do so it's um, a game it's, a <laughs> it's game. not a competitive format there is nothing on the line other than your evening <laughs> yeah exactly no time and, and some people put different stocks in those and, and that's fine too i often yeah. say it's like i'm just i'm just excited to share a table with people across the world because it still delights me because it's it's that moment where you're like, whoa, the internet's pretty cool. I can do this. You know, you have that, like, you yeah. don't take for granted kind of thing. So I try and put it that way rather than go, oh, well, I my deck didn't do its thing. Because there's going to be times where it never does a thing. That's fine. But, um, Absolutely. It's a high yeah. variance format. That's that's sort of what we're here for. As much as Absolutely. it's like, as much as it can can feel bad, it can also be like, whoa, I, I oh, had yeah. the soul reigning into arcane signet hand. You know, it doesn't always, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's not that's always right. that. I I think there's that point sometimes it's like there's probably more outside of your control and commander than you really think as well. Like it's there's so much going on that you can't really have the most agency over everything unless, you know, I'm sure you can. Singleton format with a hundred cards and four players. Like things are gonna go wrong. (laughs) Yeah, the 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 chaos is gonna wind up, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, I know we'll we'll talk a bit more about uh, your your personal path. Um just great little stories long way that kind of thing, but uh we'll start off as always just just with a little bruise notes just kind of seeing what's going on in the day-to-day of of the magicals and seeing if there's anything uh we've all kind of just chucked in decks or had fun with. Midnight Hunt just came out, so we're kind of just looking at these cards and going, what's actually talking to us? I'm always looking at the commons and uncommons just to go, oh, this this sneakily just fits in a deck and, and surprises some people. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if if, uh, if if Rachel, do you have any that you've kind of been looking at lately or um, or Chesh? Not really. Not really. No <laughs> Midnight Hunts? <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm going to be honest, um, and I think we kind of touched on this last time. Yeah. Midnight Hunt to me was... Uh, I was excited for werewolves, and then werewolves were made even worse than they used to be, and now werewolves are just absolute garbage. So I, I reckon like, give oh, it time. I'm fucking done. Yeah, I've <laughs> I've got the weird one that like I I think I said it, but it's like I I put like the dexterity feel to it as well, and go well, the ranking there well, like that no, actually so looks like a lot of busy work, you know. Again, when you have Tavoli or whatever Tavoli. the fuck is Tavoli, um, yeah. Thank you. Uh, when you have that that jerk off, and <laughs> I have to take off turn four to play it. Yeah, yeah. But then I have to take off turn five to flip it, transform, mm-hmm. and it's like I now have two turns that I've wasted trying to get my commander online for my werewolf. Deck. Yeah, I know what you mean now, as far as the, at, like the, if you're going to do it the normal route, which is don't cast spells. <laughs> Is there another route that I'm not aware of? Oh, you just flip stuff, I guess. Like, you can go... There's other cards that mess with day and night, I think. And uh, then also the... I've only seen stuff make it day. I've not seen anything that makes it night. I'll have to have a, have a search. I'll also hit up uh, Philip from uh, Neo Royal because he built a pretty spicy deck and just had a bunch of cards going. So, yeah, there's, there's a few hoops you got to jump through, like anything fun, I guess. You know, you kind of... If it's not too it's obvious, not, it's probably going to be more fun. Make it fun. I know, I know. <laughs> it doesn't make it fun. <laughs> I want I werewolves. It, it means that I th- it means I'm making extra effort to try and get my werewolves on. Oh yeah, so I think you always pass. had to, I guess. Yeah. Oh, I was just saying, like previously, werewolves had moon mist. Mm-hmm. You know, in in the previous iteration of werewolves, 
they didn't feel as as nearly as bad as these werewolves. Oh, uh, you're trying to stand it too, or like your brawls and uh, you know that kind of stuff. Yes. yes. <laughs> I was like, what about Commander? Give it a Commander go, I think, Chesh, I as well. I absolutely would not play these in Commander. Okay, okay. We'll, we'll see. Nothing would make me want to play these in Commander. All right, I'm going I'm to see if we can make the deck, and I think you might enjoy it. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, that's I, my challenge. I think Tobolar needs to have a focus on either giving creatures flash or instance. Mm. Um, because, like, obviously in Commander, you cannot not cast a spell and pass the turn <laughs> like yeah, that is exactly is in commander yeah. it's going to be a tricky thing to build around but i think the idea of like a um like a gruel flash deck is kind of neat oh yeah um it's it's tricky it definitely makes you the having a flash deck that is also a wolf tribal deck is tricky um mm-hmm. but there's definitely there's definitely some building challenges there that are interesting but- yeah. Also, trying to keep those pieces in play that give your stuff flash as well. Like, oh, that's an sure. extra layer of mm. stuff that I don't want to have <laughs> to, like, keep in mind. Like, oh, well, you just blew up my four-cost artifact and yeah. now I, like, can't flash it in until I find yeah, yeah. this other piece that I probably have to play tutors just to find. For sure, yeah. Like a Vivian uh, or a... What's the, mm, what's the one, the lady mm, standing yeah. with a snake and, like, a... Oh, bear. yeah. Um, um, uh, it's oh, green. I forget her name. Yeah, that she's one. got she's got flash in the and she gives flash. creatures flash. Yeah, yeah but yeah, then, it, it is specific the pieces certainly. Exactly. It's, um, no, I mean I don't know. I think there's still some um, there's some funky stuff. I think you will like Chesh as we uh, we dig into it, and you can uh, add to your decks as well. Uh, beat your uh, your demir ones, whatever. But uh, I've started to dig down and find a few that I I absolutely dig. It's kind of again. It's just like the the one dollar type ones. I, I love picking those mm-hmm. up. There's the one, the green white one that does a uh, a really good impression of oh, what's the card name now? Basically, when a creature or an enchantment enters this turn, you draw a card for two mana. Yes, and it's, it's, got it's good. Like it's the green, the right the green, of harmony. Yes, right of harmony. But it's it's doing. It's like a twenty dollar card that is mono green that it's it's doing an impression of. Yeah. Yeah, I used um, I used to play that in like you know. Turbo Selvala, which is a really like you, you that's like you're going off turn kind of thing. You just pop that one one mana, uh, one yeah, green mana sweet. instant or whatever. Um, can't I can the see that. I can see the old man on the hill. <laughs> I can yeah. see him in my mind's eye. It's there, the oh. card. Uh, yeah, exactly. I, we we know what we talk about exactly. But it's the right of yeah. harmony. I feel like that's going to be a card that goes oh. up. I know it's in green white and that kind of thing. But it also mm-hmm. hits enchantments, which is pretty wild. Uh, yeah. So if you're going to have a wild enchantress uh, turn, it's it's going to be a good time. And you know, I think this is the time. There's going to be a bunch of that stuff in this set that you're like, oh, cool. Now people realize and it's going to be out of your price range later on, you know, that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. you know, definitely pick up a couple. That's like your kind of your power piece for the deck that wants it. And I think I definitely need to get one. I've just built Katilda, which is the, the human warlock. Uh, that seems like a very powerful deck. Yes. Oh, it's it's, it's, it's funky. Yeah. So it's, it's to the point where I'm like, yeah, I kind of need to kind of just, you know, mellow this down a little bit and, and mm-hmm. build in my own restrictions for fun or else it would just be like, oh, you you ended up with uh, 25 mana on turn four or five when everyone yeah. else was still and, you and know, you have in the bronze age. And six bears in play and it's... Yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> So I was like, what do we do? And I think one of the ones I was inspired by, uh, friend Joel, he made Legendary Wizards mono blue. So I was like, how about Legendary Humans? That's not there much of restric- restrictions, I know, but like it seemed fun. It was like building like your, 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 your team of 
weird human legendaries that over the years yeah. that have you know done wacky things so they're not the best but they're fun exactly so yeah um but very cool deck it reminds me a lot of midsummer the, the movie it's got that vibe to mm, it with the yeah. whole, you know um the autumn stuff um well no it's not autumn but you know what i mean the festival stuff exactly um but yeah it, it's also become the home of a lot of cards that i w- was looking for like homes for for a little while which is kind of nice like there's one from commander legends I was like, I don't know what deck to put this in, and it's the crew fix ability where um on Horizon Stone, so like you you have mm-hmm. leftover mana and it just goes into the bank. Uh, so I was like, yeah, this is sweet. You're gonna have heaps of tapping like humans and just like load mm-hmm. up the Horizon Stone and I don't know, chucking out a Helix Pinnacle or something like just for fun. Yeah, there like, you go. You know, just later dump on. your or, mana somewhere. Yeah, Hurricane for a hundred. Like that's that's the perfect thing. I I kind of dig that. That's that's fun. So this this would be a fun one. I'll refine it, whatever. But it, it was the one that kind of had my eye for this uh, this round. And then mm. a couple of other little pieces here and there were kind of wacky. Uh, don't have to read them all, but uh, it's usually the the weird art that gets me. Like the croaking counterpart was was very delightful. Mm. The little frog on the on the griff thing. <laughs> it's like the little bird. Uh, <laughs> Makes a cackling counterpart, but like the uh, the target is a one one green frog instead, which is kind of lovely. And you can hit other people's stuff. And then, yeah, um, that's the big one. So you can hit yeah. other, other people's I, stuff. I think that's super powerful. Like I, it, I I really don't care about the one one. You know, you just say it's fine because usually it's about having a really powerful ETB that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's just going to be a good time. Uh, and then the last one was Angel Fire Ignition. I love this one. I didn't see it initially. And it was just like in your Boros decks, you want an absolute power up for one creature. This is like one of the coolest power ups you can give it. You know, it's like a, it feels like a mini, like a Chroma's Will just for one creature um, in a way. And it's just like one Boros sorcery, put two 1-1 one, one counters on target creature, gains vigilance, trample, lifeling, indestructible, and hasten to the end of turn. Just feels like you're giving it the Mario star. It's like, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and it's got flashback for uh, four. So I, I love that stuff. It's probably going in Brian's stout arm. Um, and again, they're all, I think, they're all just dirt cheap little cards, little bulk rares that uh, I think we're going to have a lot of fun with. So, um, yeah, going to be some good ones. So um, the only other part I had on Brewer's notes there, Rachel, was um, mm. uh, that we've seen another week go by after the Golos ban, and I know this is a heavy one. We don't have to go that into it. We talked with Charlotte a little bit about it last week. Um, but, I mean, how, how has the, the second week been for you from your perspective? Um, go on, you know, from the, the greater view of the community and, um, you know, people feeling about Golos and Worldfire. Yeah, um, two weeks Two weeks have gone by, and I think we have stopped hearing about World Fire entirely. I think those prices yeah. will settle back down to to where they were. Um, and I, I think 90% of Commander players won't play against a World Fire, and the no, 10% totally. that, exactly. do, that do will, it will be fine. <laughs> it will end the game. Yeah. Um, so I, I am... The the Golos ban is obviously the, the trickier ban for everybody, Um I people at my at my LGS don't a lot of them don't really know that I'm on the commander advisory group which is which is funny <laughs> and allows them to sort of speak freely and it is uh not well received in in the public play groups that I have been in but yeah. um ultimately uh the RC I think just looked at the long term ubiquity of the commander and was just like yeah "Yeah, we're gonna see we're gonna see too much of it um 
I like personally, I don't know if that makes it ban worthy. I think it's very powerful. I think it's a great like generic commander and mm. I it basically means anyone playing, you know, any random Canadian Highlander stack of cards can can play <laughs> commander with Golos at the helm. Um which is is perhaps a you know, a, a long-term issue. Um I think I think it won't be that that big of an issue long term. I think we'll just it'll sort of go the way of a profit of Crufix and people will be like, yeah, it was too much and that was that. Mm. But yeah, um, which we'll, everyone we'll feel that right. Like, yeah, I I I think right now it stings and it, it got a lot of people. Um, mm. Which is that's the hardest part about a, a band like this on on a legendary is that it affects so many people's you know decks. Um, mm. But that's the thing about Golos is is like your friend, you know, you drop a color and you put two partners in the command zone <laughs> and your deck stays exactly the same. Pretty much exactly so, the same, yeah. It's um I think it's a shame. I I I, I don't know if, if that's how I would use the ban list. Mm. Um but it you know, long-term ubiquity and trying to make sure that we um, have a have a diverse format and everybody, you know, all all of the commanders have a shot at being in the command zone is is important. Yeah, I, I think I, I definitely get that stage, and then also that um, the bit I kept doubling down on was just you know hearing that kind of reinforcement that the ban list and and the kind of rules committees calls here are to make a baseline essentially like here's your mm. here's your baseline if you're going out into the wild and then anything yeah. else is like let's have a discussion that's fine um and yeah, as i said it's... last week chesh played golos recently and was like yeah that's that's what we're doing it's cool it's it's fine because we know yeah. each other that's yeah exactly but it's yeah it's um it's sort of like the pirates code you know it's more like guide, <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's more like guidelines anyway yeah exactly, uh, exactly. a creed if you will <laughs> and you have to be a pirate yeah um, exactly no you have, it, to, you have to role play golos if you yeah exactly <laughs> yeah i it, it, i think it'll be fine and i think it it still stings for people right now which is fair yeah I I definitely want to instill that uh, that that house rule. Then, if someone's going to play Golos with me, that they have to sing sea shanties. It's uh, <laughs> a must. <laughs> Bring your finest shanty to the table, please. Uh, if mm -hmm. you're going to play that overpowered mess, no, I I kid. Uh, and and please play, please play Hornswoggle. You know, it's it's a good card. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's fine. spells we'll and Golos always feel good. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good. that's a that's a good plan. Yeah, but change is hard. I know. Uh, yes. And I think, like you say, it's it's you know, commander is so personal. At the same time, like people have got their goloses altered. Uh, mm. People, you know, might have been kind of doing I don't know cosplay for goloses. That'd be kind of cool. It's still kind of relevant because everyone's talking yeah. about goloses. There you go. But it's it's just you know sometimes you find that character you're aligned with that commander or whatever. But it doesn't mean you can't play it necessarily and it's, yeah. it's about taking apart fully but yeah um again I, I made the point too everyone's got a lot of different like oh what they see on the ground with it as well and like that's kind of the point of you know i.e the cag i the rc and like you say yourself mm -hmm. yeah not necessarily everyone on the on these kind of agrees with it <laughs> um yeah and that's that that's the you know important part of it all like i think i saw jim uh from spike feeder saying that like mm -hmm. just to put it out there i'm probably he's like i'm probably not cool with it either like but it's you know it is what it is it's a kind of yeah a, you guys are mm -hmm. a, a, you're an advisory group, you know, and yeah. it's it's 
to to kind of uh, share that knowledge and, and understanding of what's happening in the community and how things are playing to to better help the format. And that yeah. doesn't mean everything uh, you suggest is going to happen or your your beliefs, whatever. So. Yeah, I mean, I I see that our rule, our, our excuse me, our role on the CAG is to be a bridge, um, to yeah. open up like lines of communication between players that I'm surrounded by and the rules committee, and then open up the lines of communication between the rules committee and the people around me, um, mm. like whether whether I support the the Golos ban or not, like I still I still know the reasoning and I still understand mm. the reasoning. It's like and I and I know and appreciate that the rules committee is doing everything that they know how to do to keep their format healthy and growing and welcoming. Mm. Um so it's it it's just I a line of communication to as many people as possible. I can only represent, you know, what I think and what I'm seeing. And the rules committee makes the decisions in the end there. Totally, totally. Um, well, yeah, that kind of brings me to a point as well. But uh, as as your kind of uh, commander uh, career has gone, uh, as it were, uh, the illustrious <laughs> one, <laughs> um, put it on your commander CV. But uh, how has, I, I guess, the last year and um, especially that kind of becoming part of the, the, the CAG as well affected your appreciation for the game and like how – how much you're loving it, that kind of thing. And, and you know, yeah. has that given you more of a responsibility and go, yeah, I'm absolutely, the fire's burning or has that led to times where you're like, no, I probably need to take a break kind of thing. And it's, it's a lot, you know, like has it sure. changed a lot? Man, it's been, it's been such a banner year for, I guess, my experience in commander and, and just commander in general. I like Dan and I started the podcast of three months before the lockdown, before the first shelter in place. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, like, most most of the Commander Sphere has happened during or, you know, post or whatever we are now, pandemic. Um, mm. So, since Dan and I started the podcast, like, I, I, we started the podcast. The I started playing online with people with Spelltable because of the podcast. And then I... Joined the Commander Advisory Group. I also started working at Channel Firewall uh, and have played, like, I just started getting into CEDH. And mm. uh, it, it feels like, so I, everything grew very fast. I mean, it's been a year and a half that all of these, like, fairly major changes uh, with my relationship to the game. Mm. Um, but... I mean, I, I love it. I, I read like I, I, the game's really important to me and it was really important to me over the last year and a half in terms of maintaining relationships and, um, maintaining social connection. Um, it, it has gone from being more my, like, you know, an outlet, a creative outlet, a hobby, a, a way that I mess around with friends to, you know, it's my job and it's something mm. that I, I, can take you know as seriously as just like playing with some beers at the kitchen table all the way up to like you know we have to consider the tens of thousands of commander players around the world and how what are the ramifications of banning the most popular commander of all time like exactly exactly uh, so it's definitely more a part of my life and it it like um sort of lives in the back of my brain all the time which is mm. crazy but um a joke I made actually is the reason I didn't start playing magic earlier is because I knew it would be a problem. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, I know, I know myself and I know that that will be a thing that ruins my life. And yeah, it's uh, like all or nothing, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm very much all or nothing when it comes to this, <laughs> this kind of stuff. <laughs> and now it's, you know, my job and my hobby and my boyfriend plays magic and like my brother plays magic and <laughs> Uh, like the the place I spend the most time outside of my house is probably the game store. It's it's very dominant force in my life. <laughs> yeah, it's it's you know you, you start doing that thing, and I I joke about this, and people like know me for it now. It's like you become the uh, the pyramid scheme recruiter about it too. It's like hey, oh, sure. play some magic. Hmm. Yeah, come around. Yeah, it's such I a mean, weird the- evangelist for it. It's ridiculous. <laughs> exactly. It's like oh, I'll come around and have a beer. I've got this little game, game called Magic. Yeah, and like uh-huh. you, I, I've just started a new job, and like it's. It's interesting how you introduce it, like because it is such a like, like just all encompassing part of your life in a weird mm-hmm. way. It is a very, it's a weird parasitic kind of hobby <laughs> that it's like. There's other things I'm usually into casually, and this one has just taken a form of its mm-hmm. own over the years. And it, it just that's the way it often works with people. It's like you're not, you're rarely just into magic. It's just like it's, ah, it's a, it's a big part of my life, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. And if you're into like, it, it really it really sinks its its claws in because you're into oh, yeah. it to a level where you want to be good at it, and it's very hard, yeah. uh, and it's very expensive, and it requires a lot of practice and money, and like it requires a lot of time spent with other people. So it's just yeah, yeah. like of course it's gonna it, it's gonna sink its way into your life. Yeah. Um, and it, it kind of just resonates those things often those those uh those characteristics that some people look for like uh, collecting anything like that that definitely gets me but it's it's a social thing it's a creativity i think that's the biggest thing that like my hobby is yeah. something that i get that buzz to go oh i've got this weird idea let's make it happen kind of thing too mm. so oh yeah the- i'm such a such a brewer at the end like that's probably my favorite part of the process it's just oh yeah decks oh yeah and and that's the one I wanted to pick your brain on too, as far as mm-hmm. like uh, your view on things, because I always appreciate it. And it's that kind of, <laughs> it is that like, let's not do the most optimal thing. Let's do the cool thing. And like, let's, that's, you know, it doesn't yeah. have to be everyone's spirit of the game, but it's definitely my most enjoyable kind of space. And the one I love lately, you're just being, uh, you've been praising Octavia. It's like, just chuck an Octavia <laughs> in it. Like, mm-hmm. I, I know, exactly. it's a lot of it's Octavia. <laughs> You got stocks in Octavia, exactly. Um, but the one. Oh yeah, uh, I've got a bank of seven hundred Octavias in my house. <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm all in. Invest in Octavias, uh, <laughs> but uh, Octavia bucks, technical bucks. But the 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 one uh, made me chuckle because I always look to like, where's the weird way to break this card? Mm. I want to do it only in the right kind of environment because you know you can piss some people off, but like just powering up a cephalid constable and it's like, mm. yep, you know, yeah, just eating them to the shadow realm and and pretty much it. So. Uh, yeah, that that was a funny one I saw, and, and you know, it's they're the you know you got to think about those commander things that make you smile and they make us laugh, yeah. and, and and that's kind of what it's about. And and I was going to make that quick point of like all that being said, and it sounds like magic's so serious in your life, that kind of thing. It's like you 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 and Dan find a way to keep it like let's put it back to the baseline. Like, are we having fun? You know, keep yeah, it chill. Like, sure. let's. There's other things in life too. Like there's, you know, yeah. that's why the analogies are so great. It's like good. Like there's there's other weird things to talk about. You know, you can, yeah, you can. We can, we can compare magic cards to food until the cows come home, and it's yeah. it's great. You know, I mean, and, the reason we started the podcast was because we were playing at the LGS, and Dan started doing. He was doing Boomhauer playing magic. <laughs> so he was just like taking his turn 
as Boomhauer from King of the Hill. And um, and, and we, we went back and forth and just did Boomhauer like over the game. And, and you're like, that's the, then a, a podcast was born. Dan and yeah, I have been yeah. friends for a long time, so it was, you know, it's it's been a natural fit. But um, yeah, it's it's fun to to take that part of the game and be like, you know what, let's yeah. let's talk about you know what this looks like. You putting a skull clamp on a a mother of runes, like <laughs> yeah. that's she's a mom. I love um, that. It's like yeah, the flavor magic. It's like what would this yeah. be like? Like we always make the joke, like you've seen the reassembling a skeleton come out fifty times, and it's like, mm. do, do you think this skeleton's having a good day? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's like so much of of what makes Commander so fun, yeah. and that I, that's part of the reason that I don't I don't get as upset as other people when they like introduce new worlds to this and new flavors yeah, to things yeah. like people got really upset about about ixalan and it introducing dinosaurs to magic and yeah, like, yeah, yeah yeah but now jace can be on the battlefield with a dinosaur like <laughs> now <weird>. like now <laughs> now we have like <laughs> greek gods and this like pterodactyl and that's fun <laughs> It is, and it's. I think there is. It's always ridiculous. I think you said it's like we've got named dragons. I mean, the way it's it's always ridiculous because you can put a pair of like a, a human sized pair of shoes on like a great like otherworldly dragon god. Like that's yeah. just what you can do. You can, you can make it wear gloves too. You can dress it up however you want. Like it's yeah. you can do anything in this game, and it's silly and it's great. It's perfect. You know, um, you can trap yeah. stuff in the moon. It's fine. So anything has any right to exist in a weird way. So yeah. Mm-hmm. It's um it's, and I, like we we talk about it, about it in a very in a very casual way. The the podcast is very casual focused, and I I really do like playing magic at its most powerful. Like I have I have a legacy yeah, totally. deck, and I have a CEDH deck, and I and I do want to be like good at this game. Um, mm-hmm. naturally competitive person, and I you know naturally want my decks to work very well. But there's something that I'm really drawn to in a card like Octavia or like which is a fairly low powered deck to to a deck like Orvar which is a much more competitive deck is it it just mm-hmm. lets you play weird cards and make them good yeah. like uh, my Octavia deck is a stack of old cantrips that have been outpaced by you know ponder <laughs> but it's like i get to play omen and that's cool <laughs> yeah totally and and i think so. that's the thing i i've i feel like that's been a level up lately to go uh you know there's a greater thing at stake here they're like oh just play the card mm-hmm. and it's like well what if what's the reaction to the card i love when people are like what's that card you know well that, mm-hmm. that sounds really awful i'm like no nah, but look yeah. at the cool richard kane ferguson art and it somehow weirdly synergizes with my furrier deck because it's a little yeah. like cantrip and all of it that's like yep that's that's the fun you know like that's yeah. the delight of discovery and it keeps giving because mm-hmm. there's twenty five thousand plus cards to do that mm-hmm. with it's two thousand more every year <laughs> yeah it's a, exactly and it, i i even finally say it's like the, the latest sets have little treasures and delights that people forget about in the common and uncommon mm-hmm. slots and even some of those people are like, what's that card i didn't see that come out because they're they're usually focused on the top end and mm-hmm. yeah it's just fun but uh yeah, I, if you I love get to you run a defenestrate, uh, which is a, a, just a guy being pushed out of a window. Like, that's incredible. <laughs> like, that's so fun. That's such a fun removal spell. Like, of course, you know, you can run dismember. Like, of course you can. Uh, but this is a guy pushing somebody out of a window. And that, yeah. <laughs> that's fun. Yeah, and it's got to be a creature without flying because, of course, the flying creature should be pushed yeah. out the window. Just fly away. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Kill them. 
no, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's great. So I'm, uh, I'm I just all, saw all for that kind of stuff. I just saw an, uh, an altar someone's made of Garfield getting pushed out the window. So I want to see more Garfield content in my magic, please. That's, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's perfect. Um, but, yeah, that, that also that point too that uh, we've, we've made a few times and, and kind of condone it completely, which is like the, the competitive side is fun and it's kind of mm-hmm. cathartic to get better at something and, and enjoyable and especially in the right environment where people can kind of you know, help you along that way. And we had a great chat to Dan from uh, or Moderately Anonymous NTG a few weeks back. Mm-hmm. And Dan's just delightful and, like, helped us kind of just put that message out there too. It's like, hey, CDH isn't this, like, uh, I think you, you and Dan have joked about it too, as in um, uh, Dan from Commander Sphere. But, yeah. like, it's not this group of pub stompers that are just in this, like, you know, traveling caravan just trying to, like, <laughs> take down stores and make people's lives misery. Like, I, yeah. I love how stupid and, like, ridiculous this CDH idea has gotten. And yeah. and they're just the source of blame for most things. And it's like, yeah. no, this is this is a lovely community that it's almost liberating when you're like, hey, guess what? All the all the uh you know, the guide rails are off in, in bowling and it's yeah. like, no, we're we're all just going ham and there's, there's still not, so much creativity yeah. and yeah, there's so There's many something miles. freeing about about saying, you know, there's no limits. You know, it's like if it exists and it's legal, let's see what you can do. Uh yeah. So I, I, I think it's cool. Being having that option to um to just to just oh, you know oh, let the horse run <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly there we go for that analogy it's uh I I'm 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 usually in the dressage kind of uh, uh realm yeah exactly it's it's lovely to kind of you know just join a uh, a sprint sometimes and, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know what you call it in horse racing my nana would know she's a massive horse racing. Uh, and tried to get me into betting when I was a kid, and I was like, oh, no, I'm not <laughs> no. really into that. That's a very Australian thing. Uh, yeah, we love betting. Grandma, I'm a child. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, it's like, she, I don't like, have any $10. money. <laughs> Ten, $10 and, and, and put it on the best horse that you like. And we're like, okay. I was like, what are we doing? And just look over, my mum's like nodding. It's like, yeah, that's fine. And I was like, oh, what? <laughs> uh, yeah, hmm. it, it, it's but a funny can I thing. Can I keep it? it? I'd rather keep it. We're a f- oh totally totally and it's like we're a funny country in that uh, we have a, a public holiday for a great horse race uh, that I think I find a bit like it's not as like regal and noble as people think like you know that it, mm. it's set out to be it's real realistically just a whole bunch of people getting in cheap suits getting drunk and um, making oh yeah you know, fools the difference between but- horse racing and NASCAR is a lot smaller than people think. <laughs> <laughs> Hundred percent, exactly. Oh, that's good. They're both How for rich gonna... people. Yeah, well, yeah, right. Like, <laughs> exactly. I was, I was also going to say, uh, also Japanese businessmen having karaoke. Oh, there you Ka- go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Celery men or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just, just kind of like I don't know. Down to earth when you put it down to it. It's like it's not as opulent as as they make it out to be. And who are we kidding? Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, where are we going now? Um. I don't know. Just uh, before we get into like some of the the great, uh, you know, fun personal questions, Gauntlet. Um, you know, the as we we joke, the the job interview style. Um, mm. I was gonna ask you. You do have some absolute treasures in uh, in your list, and and kind of become known for a few of your uh, your EDH loves, uh, your decks, whatever. Mm, yeah. But uh, what? Uh, yeah. What? What? If you run from the top, like what are some of your uh, your your known for decks that uh, you kind of just fell in love with over the years? Yeah. Um... Well, my my oldest deck is my Sidisi Brood Tyrant deck. Ooh, nice. uh, my oldest surviving deck. There was a couple before that, but um, this one was based on BDM's um, Spider Spawning deck. 
that mm. was on on the command zone a long time ago. And it started from there and it stuck around and it's changed a lot. But um, so that's like, that's one of my oldest babies. Um, right after that was my Feldegriff deck, which has, is, I feel like what people know me for these days. I just played it on I, I Hate Your Deck to, uh, I, I played it terribly, but the deck did well. Um, <laughs> it, it was not the deck's fault. It was me. Uh, but it, it turns around and goes, don't worry, I got this. It's fine. I got this. I'm driving. Um, yeah, it was, it, it, it's an, the deck has changed a lot from being sort of, it's, I guess it started as a commander's quarters deck. It was like a hundred dollar, mm. uh, group hug deck. And it, and the more I played it, the more I sort of found my own style of how I wanted to play group hug. And now mm. it's more of a like sort of manipulative control uh, combo deck, but it it still plays like a Feldegriff deck where you where you yeah. hand out like you hand out um, hippos and you help people block and and you can give people lands and that kind of thing. But it's more mm. selective rather than. Um, being like everybody draws nine cards, it's it's yeah, closer yeah. to like you can draw two cards and you're going to be my friend. Who's in favor exactly? Yeah, that's the uh, whole. <laughs> if it makes a conversation, it's it's just a great fun, you know. Like you yeah, know. it's a blast to pilot. I I really do like it. Um, the first deck I played that I I was like, oh, this is a strong deck. Was is my Rakdos <laughs> Lord of Riot, my Rakdos Lord of Riots deck. Um, which is just cheats Eldrazi into play, basically. Big walking oh, ballistas, yeah. that kind of thing. Um, and I, I built it, and the, I built that one on my own, and the first time I played it, I was like, ooh. Uh. <laughs> we're, we're not in Kansas anymore. Yeah, I said, love this. <laughs> exactly. I was like, we're in a seven-player hell. Like. <laughs> okay, uh, got it. Mm-hmm. So that's that's an old favorite. Um and then I think people know my Orvar deck very well, which I also played on I Hate mm. Your Deck. Um, and that's, I built that one as soon as I saw Orvar, which was early because I mm. did um, I did the Kaldheim game, game Nights. So I started building building Orvar the second I saw it. <laughs> yeah, there's this magnificent squiddy uh, kind of mind flayery creature that needs to be built and it's it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. and it was that was like the first Spellslinger deck I built. Um, ah, and it's, nice. It's not, it's, it's like, it's a combo deck, but it has spells yeah. and stuff in it. Uh, I have a Dragon's Approach deck that I talk about a lot. Oh, I always with, ask, how, how many Dragon's Approaches? That's the question. <laughs> uh, I run 25. 25, That's a, that sounds like a good number, yeah. I, I have run as high as 30. Uh, and I have cut it down to 25 because I think mm. it, I think it functions okay at 25. Um, and I won't go any lower because it, having it be 25% of the deck is like a, like, that's fun. Yeah. Like my, I have a Borborygmos enraged deck that is 50 lands and it's never oh, going to yeah. change. It's 50 lands. <laughs> so yeah, I, I really, <laughs> I really enjoy my, uh, like making a deck that, that makes you kind of just warp those numbers a little bit. Usually yeah. it's the thir- you, 36, 37, whatever, or people even say 39, who knows. But mm-hmm. the one that is like, no, there's a reason to run 40, 45, 50, you know, in yeah. this because yeah. of this reason. And it's kind of like, oh, this is a different weird way to play. And I love it. It's great. Yeah. Uh, and then I guess most, most recently is my Octavia deck um that mm-hmm. i talk about that i talk about a lot um <laughs> and it's i think i love it so much just because it's so full of trash <laughs> yeah yeah and it's fun you know it's it's another it's another deck like um sort of like feldegriff where you can use the mage craft you can turn other people's creatures into 8 
Yeah, yeah. It's, so, it's powerful stuff. Like, so you can really, you can use like a brainstorm to, to kill an opponent's creature, either the attacking creature or the blocking creature, or do an extra eight damage or whatever it is. Um, I was playing it last night against my boyfriend's Okun deck, uh, mm. who, and we were laughing because you could use Octavia to shrink Okun's power. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like double. Nope. 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 He's a 36, 36. No, he is an slow eight. <laughs> slow down. <laughs> so, oh, that is nifty. Yeah, I I've learned a lot about about the kind of deck that I like to play. It's taken it's taken a really long time, but I I do like decks that operate at instant speed. I do like decks yeah. that interact with my opponents. Um, not necessarily counter spells, but I like like manipulating combat, and I like you know politicking via suggestion, and mm-hmm. that's that's a that's a big part of just how I play. Mm, totally it, it's it's a conversation and it's like it's mm-hmm. feeling like you've got an active kind of uh you know thing thing in the game even and i think that's it like you you start to learn different decks have the different cadences and i've definitely mm-hmm. like it's taken me years but like same kind of thing it's like well i still i now i put a lot more stock in i guess the matter cost of something and i was like well yeah it may be a smaller effect, but like I can do this, you know, at a more critical time. And I've always mm-hmm. been one to say, "Hey, the unsummoned." Sometimes I think BDM even wrote it. It's like just this unsummoned won me the game, and it's, I remember that tweet. Mm-hmm. And it's like got me thinking. It's like, yeah, there's there's times where like a, a an unsummon is the surgical answer. It's like, no, nope, yeah. it's just did it, and it's beautiful. Run lightning bolt. That. Sometimes it, that's all. Oh you need. yeah. Totally. Yeah. I do that in Obosh and that can hit for 12, but that's not the point. Sometimes yeah. you, you do it on turn two to hit their mana dork and it's hilarious. It's great. So, yeah. I um, like, I, I think any deck that's running red should probably be running a braid. Yeah, totally. I agree. I agree. Um, and, and I think do especially. Do not be afraid to use it on a turn one soul ring. Oh my God. Oh yeah. It's like, <laughs> I, I, hey, f- no. I feel like a lot of commander <laughs> players are, are very worried about blowing up people's mana rocks. And it's like, there are yeah. some mana rocks. It is acceptable to blow oh, up. Oh, Totally. Be like, slow, slow, down there. <laughs> slow down there, champ. That's uh, let's yeah. all uh, be on the same page, buddy. Yeah, exactly. Like nobody, I, I played multiple games with Orbra that people don't touch the Gilded Lotus. And it was like, this is a combo piece. <laughs> <laughs> I suggest you take it out, please. Blow uh, up this combo piece. <laughs> 100%, exactly. Uh, and I think, yeah, I mean, I, I tend to kind of ramp up the uh, the amount of artifact pieces now, especially uh, mm. like removal ones, especially flexible ones. I think that's another thing I've put a, a, a lot more stock in the options are insane and so yeah uh doing your commands they're really really awesome because it's like there's always something to do uh the charms as well always found them a little bit boring and now i see them as the absolute dynamite um Mm. like mystic someone else always feels good in your hands oh totally totally i had one and and an opponent had an obosh that they stole from me or someone else and a few creatures there and then they all all happened to be odd cmc and then you mm-hmm. rakdos charm them and the rakdos charm did double damage and it was there you amazing go. Boom. and i was like yeah and they're like if you're no, running rakdos, work. It's, you're running rakdos like, it's your spell and i'm like no but it's your creatures that do the damage so i was like yeah. it was poetic it was amazing so That's love that great. stuff to be i love yeah. that <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I had another thing I was going to mention it. I can't remember what it was. It's no, gone, don't worry about it. That's fine. Uh, but I yeah, have no. way too many decks to talk about all of them. But I, uh, they're all sort of a, a new special baby. 
They're all my baby. Oh, I, yeah. I remember what it was now. The the artifact removal thing. I put even mm-hmm. greater stock in that these days because we have a little mana rock that turns things into artifacts. And I think that is it's oh, it's yeah. an amazing piece. And I think it's one of my favorite cards in years that's like, oh, guess what? Red and black get to do their thing. You know, when when mm-hmm. we need to get rid of something, we can with with this thing that turns it into an artifact and it's, yeah, it's been great, that's so. that's a great uh, a great mana rock in red and and blue decks too. Oh yeah, um, mm-hmm. which is a funny little weird story. I uh, do you have that moment where you 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 kind of absorb so much magic that it kind of uh, it transcends into your you know in the psyche and then into you know visual representations in dreams. Sadly, it sounds really bad. <laughs> um, I had a I had a weird dream last night that and I was completely convinced that I had a I had a uh, set of swift foot boots that had the like the effect on them that I could also tap the swift foot boots and make other things and artifacts. So um yeah, now I just want that card. That sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> liquid metal things. boots. Yeah, liquid metal boots. I'll have my boots, please. And and you're just like, Oh, that, yeah, that exists and you're like, Oh no, no, it doesn't. It's yeah, so vivid dreams, right? Like, <laughs> Again, we talk about magic becoming this absolute, uh, you know, uh, I keep going to say toxic. It's not, to- I mean, it can be, but uh, all <laughs> this consuming, parasitic. Certainly, yeah. <laughs> all consuming, exactly. It is an ooze of a hobby and, and uh-huh. it, 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 it multiplies. And <laughs> next thing you know, you're waking up, shaking your head about, you know, ah, oh, cantrips. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. Or you wake up and you're like, oh, I know what I should put consider in. It's oh, just totally. like, it's <laughs> for sure. I bet it's how Gavin comes up with like uh, card ideas. They just like they just spawn, and it's like, wow, there you go. Um, how will we do that? We invert the power and toughness or something. Like, yeah, absolutely. Perfect. I mean, I'm sure you guys talked about this when you talked to, to Gavin, but Gavin's such a such a wonderful magic oh, yeah. character in that like. He was like, I was 11 and at a game store and I talked to a man, <laughs> a magical man, who told me to go to college and 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 become a pro player and now i work for i'm a wizard and you're like yeah, i am literally a wizard how did you you were 11 and you set a goal and you achieved the goal and the goal worked and now you're doing well like that's like, insane the prophecy. <laughs> yeah totally it's like you know, just have a have a have a good attitude have a smiling face and and you know i mean probably be a very smart person and a great magic player but that's 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 a little part of the side that's fine uh, <laughs> yeah he was already the sto- in the game store he was halfway there Totally, yeah, just basically like a prodigy pro, you know, that kind yeah, of thing yeah. too. But the mm-hmm. other story told us, and maybe this is part of the reason too, he he told us about the, um, he met Robin Williams at uh, one of the stores or whatever up in Seattle. I was like, well, yes! that would have been, yeah, that would have been amazing. Like, That's yeah. so and, bizarre. And, and of course, Robin Williams being a, an, an amazing, gigantic nerd and, uh, uh-huh. you know. Oh, yeah. So, so cool. Mm. I, uh, um, oh no, that what's his name? Uh, Bobcat Goldthwait is a, is a stand-up comic who's his done a lot of shows and I've, so I've seen Bobcat Goldthwait live many many times and he was a good friend of Robin Williams and he always tells stories about Robin Williams playing Call of Duty and screaming mm-hmm. at children <laughs> on the other end and he was, he was he's like the genie is calling me a cocksucker <laughs> <laughs> amazing oh that was so good yeah. and, and, and a lot of the kids would be too young to know who it was and then it's like oh, exactly no, it's, yeah, but they don't bit. recognize the voice necessarily it's uh it's, it's very funny it's it's cool to put him in perspective oh yeah um but we were, we were watching a uh a bunch we did like a bit of a marathon with the the robin williams movies uh mm-hmm. recently and and there's a bunch of those uh oh no it was it, matt damon was just saying um in another thing i watched with him and he's just saying like yeah you know i'm pretty sure everyone knows this but the amount of movies he's in he's like there's here's your like key takes that robin williams got and then 
they just let him do his thing for 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like yeah. for each scene. And it's like, that's where a lot of the scenes came from. And it's like, mm. what a mind. Incredible. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Good times. There's some gems in that uh, that back catalogue too that a lot of people forget about. Like, I actually enjoyed that. Uh, Bicentennial Man was actually really fun to watch again. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> you why. You might be the only kid- one who's watched that movie twice. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Like, I remember even as a kid, I was just like, I, I remember people going, yeah, it's not that good. And I was like, oh, no, it's it's kind of, I don't know. It always affected me as that, like, vision of the future. It was kind sure. of like, it's pretty great. But, uh, yeah, good times. <laughs> um, yeah, where were we? Where were we? Um, I think it's time to get into, uh, oh, no, that's that's one I was going to touch on too. Contrast and life and things and and stuff uh, and all that, but uh, of course there is more magic going on in your life, and you know I think it contributes to the interesting approach you kind of and, and spin you put on things again because you know what is life but a uh, kind of uh, big cocktail of, of perspectives and all that stuff. But um, you, of course, coming from a bit of a comedy background, uh, and mm-hmm. then even like you say, doing a bit of design too. It's like have. How have you felt those kind of, uh, you know, kind of give fresh perspectives on what you do? and Or do you want to just go into, like, a bit of that background? Sure. Um, gosh, so I've been, I've been doing comedy since I graduated college. Um, nice. And I started – so I started doing college – doing college i started doing comedy in, <laughs> i did in the college two, yeah i do do college um, <laughs> do academia <laughs> uh in 2014 i did i did stand up for the first time and i i did it for i started in des moines iowa and then i moved to uh denver where where i performed for three years and that's where i started playing magic because I was mm. I, I was doing a lot of I was playing games with a lot of comedians, and um, it's interesting. Like it de- I think it definitely led to me feeling comfortable in the magic sphere because yeah. you know comedy is such a is such a male dominated space anyway. Um, I think it really like being able to walk into an open mic and be one of you know three or four women uh, on a good day. It it allows me to be more comfortable and confident when you walk into a game store and you're the only yeah. one or one of two. Um, so I, yeah, I learned I learned to play magic from comedians in in Denver, and we played. I I had the most. It, it's such a night like an idyllic play group. We I, I never <laughs> went to LGSs when I started playing because I was playing with comedians and bartenders. And we met every Monday at our favorite bar, which was closed on Mondays. And one of the bartenders would open up and we'd play, we'd drink and we'd play commander on these huge barroom tables. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. And there'd be anywhere between, you know, six and 14 of us. Um, so sometimes we did huge pods, like ridiculous. <laughs> like we did, I, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Emperor. We played a lot of yeah, Emperor. Yeah, yeah. That's the only um, way, right? Like to to work in that many people, or else it's just silly. Like you, you know, yeah, forty five yeah. minutes later, you might get a turn. Otherwise, if it, you're doing it, you're exactly. <laughs> well, we we eventually learned to just just to split up, and everything will be fine. Yeah. But for a long time, we were we were not playing any. We were playing multiplayer magic, but we weren't playing any specific format. It was just sort of mm. like legacy pile. Mm. Um, you know, not legacy, obviously, but like sixty card casual piles. And um, I ended up watching the command zone and was like, what is this? This is what we're doing, except for it has rules. 
Um, (laughs) which was very helpful because at the time we were getting pub stumped by a painter servant grindstone combo deck fairly Mm -hmm. regularly. Uh, and you know, I was playing like, uh, um, oh no, what's her name? Hapatra. I was playing a a 60 card Hapatra minus one counter deck. Peppermint Patty as I like to call her. (laughs) (laughs) I was playing, you know, like trying to make death touch snakes and he was comboing off with $45 cards (laughs) at the time. Uh, so I, I brought commander to our play group and, um, we started playing soon after. Um, and you know, that's been, that's been my format for a long time until just recently I've gotten better at playing some draft and I've gotten, Mm. got into legacy. I played some one V one commander. Um, and yeah, it's, it's been a journey, but I, I definitely think that, you know, comedy made me feel, feel confident in this sphere and made me feel confident, Mm. um, as a content creator, just saying that I, you know, that Dan and I had voices that were valuable and additive to the community. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Cause you know, we're, we're, we were both like fairly new to magic. We, we didn't have the encyclopedic uh, card knowledge that so many creators had. We, we don't have mm. any expertise in any format, but we were like, you know what, we can be really funny. And, and <laughs> there, it didn't seem like there was a lot of humor at the forefront of the content that I was finding. Um, and there, there obviously is, but um, at at the time we were like, yeah, we can, we can. That's something we can bring. Um, mm. And I don't, I don't know how much graphic design plays in, other than you know, me really appreciating the art. And um, I always feel good starting new projects because I know who can make the logo. Um, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I, yeah, having design skills is helpful when you're starting anything. Uh, it start, it's helpful if you're a baker or a teacher or, uh, mm. you know, uh, I'm sure even policemen are, it's valuable <laughs> to be able to, I, to make it. Make I like it to say we've, I like to say we're visual lawyers. It's like we <laughs> represent sometimes and, and there's definitely clients over the years. I haven't been the most stoked to represent, but you got to do it. And like, you know, yeah. but it's, it's, it's this, this visual PR, this lawyer thing. It's like, well, guess what? Like we're going to represent, represent all your fine things and, and, you know, put you in the best light kind of thing. The ability to lend your own projects credibility by having a decent looking, you know, Mm. brand is so valuable. Um, Because there's so many podcasts that get started early and their logo is looks unprofessionally made. And you're like, ah, this can't be a good podcast, (laughs) even if it is like, (laughs) yeah. So no, it's totally. it's nice to 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 be like, ah, we're we're like we're legit even if you know we were brand new. Um Yeah, exactly. Or or I was gonna say, Oh, we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> oh, like, yes, who exactly. does, right? Like who does? But yeah. we're gonna hide behind a font. <laughs> um It's gonna look <laughs> snazzy and it's gonna have the wow factor and it's gonna exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't know. I I feel like all of my all of my skills and everything I've um, I've sort of done through uh, post grad or even even grad has has led to me being good at the stuff I'm into now, which is is really fun. It's nice I to feel it. like it's paying off. Definitely, definitely, and uh, I think it's like like you say, it's always uh, it's that balance too. Like, yeah, this is mm-hmm. a this is a job, uh, but it's you know, and you're kind of very entrenched in it. But like keeping it real and having that light of art approach is always that offset to go, hey, yeah. 
it's fine. Like, it's, let's just yeah. have some fun. Let's play some bad cards and, you know, and not take too seriously. Let's not get, I think that's the thing too. It's, you know, people need to take a step away when it all becomes a bit too much on the Twitters and, and just the, the vitriol and whatever. It's like, why? Yeah. Please have to be that way, you know? It's it's a card game. We're nerds. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I, at, at the root, like, we're we're not doing this as a lifestyle like it's it's a game it's, it's a fun yeah. thing <laughs> it's a it's a exactly. supposed to be additive the moment it becomes detractive or subtractive um get out of it walk away for, exactly. you don't have to sell all your cards but like give it a few weeks you know yeah <laughs> it's, totally, totally. you'll either miss it or you won't and then you'll have four thousand dollars that you can play with or whatever your collection's <laughs> worth i don't know oh yeah <laughs> Exactly. You may have a chunk of a house, so, you know. Here's, yeah. here's a little more, like you know. Uh, yeah. I know. I know people have done that. Or like you know, let's buy a new computer or something. You're like, yeah, totally. It is weird to put so much value on these cardboard frisbees sometimes. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I look at this stack. I'm like, what have I done? As I see <laughs> okay, the sun, yeah. co- the, the sun coming through now. The uh, the brutal Australian sun, and it's probably warping half of them. I probably shouldn't have done that. Oh well, that's fine. Whoa, shit. There's there's literally. <laughs> The foil planes, I didn't see this. Yeah, I've exposed them to too much heat. One is literally like beyond a Pringle now. Oh my mm. God, oh. I didn't even think about that. I'm in California. That should be an issue I'm paying attention to, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I, and I don't know how much, like, maybe you need to do some we'll do some atmospheric science or something to uh, figure out. But yeah, we, we, are, <laughs> we are particularly uh, subject to the to the uh, the Pringle. And it's sure, yeah. But, mm. yeah. We're just getting out of winter now, uh, and I, sun is a real surprise so I, oh god yeah it's the opposite down there how weird oh, yeah. <laughs> i was like i can't wait for the for our fall to start i guess it just started, oh yeah technically love it love it um so that that kind of segues nicely into uh you know again uh putting the premise on this there is there's a lot more to to life than, than magic and uh, mm-hmm. magic kind of leads into life and all that stuff and all that fun stuff but uh let's let's get these 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 great questions going on, and we can make our uh, our magic personality trading cards, as you said, and you know share stats, <laughs> and you know I'll, I'll trade two Rachel Weeks for a uh, for you know a, a stack of ten. I don't know who else we had on Chesh Booster Tutors, maybe I don't know. Sounds good. Um, I'm, wear, I'm wearing well, his t-shirt Jay right now too. Oh, poor Booster Sorry. Tutor. <laughs> Sorry, Brandon. I'm not, I'm not I'm not downplaying him. He's a lovely person. He's the best. But uh, yeah. Uh, well. To compare these great answers, and and again, we we probably should do this visually sometime to uh, to find out how important these are because they're, they're so important. But uh, the the barometer of the type of human you are uh, all sure. ha- like hinges on one question: What's your stance on pineapple and pizza? Mm. Um, I'm not a, a big person to put sweet on pizza. I I, I thank goodness. Yeah, no, I'm not a I'm not a pro pineapple. I mean, I've had some. I, I'll eat like olives and peppers and onions and chicken like a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of stuff and mushrooms totally <laughs> fine um but pineapple that like just leeks. sounds like a supreme <laughs> yeah yeah oh i'm such yeah, a yeah. supreme pizza i was gonna say is that still um, there yeah I, I don't know which things are local here but supreme is the one not many people touch the supreme because of the anchovies but whatever like it's yeah, it's got i'm pro stuff. anchovy it's just salt yeah me too it's just a um, so I was gonna say I'm I'm anti anchovies. So Hayden, my partner, is pro anchovy. Uh, I am I am not. I, yeah. I'm not a fan because salty bony fish. No thanks. Oh, um, I, they probably shouldn't but, be bony, but yeah, I know. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, they're just gritty. gritty <laughs> they are gritty. Yeah, gritty. yeah, yeah. They're sure, unpleasant yeah. to my palate. Um, yep. is the reason why, and not because of the taste. It's literally just the unpleasantness it's of just the, the texture. Actual, sure. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's a texture mixture. Oh, yeah. I think I'll that's the things, issue I have orange. with pineapple on pizza. Is it like it's just wet? Like it adds wet. To the pizza. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. like that it's like leaking fruit juices onto my pizza. It feels like an accident. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. which can be. Um, in saying that, I, I noticed one of the things that you left out was uh, seafood. Oh, I'm pro seafood. I I, I don't okay, I don't know good. if I eat sea, seafood on pizza. Like yeah, I, antro- like anchovies, I suppose are seafood. Um, well, you, you, technically speaking, like I don't like really put like I don't like I don't know. What do you what seafood do you put on pizza? Like shrimp? I was going to say well, like there's, I, there's often the carbonara type like one. I mean, I mean not the the thing, but it's more like all that seafood like the seafood basket on your pizza. I've definitely seen. Uh, Maybe it is more coastal yeah. towns here in Australia that do it, and it's like no, 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 I have pass, never heard but, of like, that. I mean, yeah, yeah, you can get seafood pizza here, but it's a bit um, much. One of one of my favorites is uh, king uh, king prawns, mm-hmm. uh, which is deep sea prawns, the big ones. Yeah, um, camembert and sweet chili. Yeah, I like that. Sure, that sounds mm, good. Yeah, it's very pleasing. It's yeah. very pleasing. So Especially I if you chuck it down with a record leg. <laughs> oh, nice. What is that? Yeah, Say that word that's again. A, that's a uh, cider. Record leg. It's a cider. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I just didn't recognize like the Swedish brand. or something. Yeah, yeah. It's a Swedish, it's like, Swedish sweet cider. It's a very sweet boy. A Swedish, Swedish word coming through an Australian accent. I was like, I learned to play the recorder league at school. Yeah, exactly. yeah. That's, I was like, this could be anything. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, no, that's let me good. try and slow it down. It's a recorder league. Yeah, it's Sounds the same. It's the same word. <laughs> it's a recorder. <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly yeah what do they do they do like a strawberry and lime one and they do an elderflower yeah. one, i believe El- yeah elderflower, elderflower yeah, isn't my jam in, in a uh cider but i i like more yeah. sour ciders rather than sweet um yeah. during winter you can you can get um apple apple and cinnamon yep um, on board. yeah that's which nice, nice. They, which they do you heat it up for some reason still sell them chilled for some reason yeah you can heat it up right it up. put it on the stove yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it's lovely yeah. That's what we do here. So <laughs> here when it comes to winter, here's a like, question. There's, there's my so when I was growing up, my mom always drank hot lemonade. She would like microwave mm. lemonade. Have you ever heard of that? No, I I have heard of it, and it is fucking weird. <laughs> it's a little weird. I think it's the pulp that yeah. gets people. I didn't know it was yeah. like not a thing until I was an adult. Uh, uh, it, it it technically speaking is a thing. Yeah. Um, but it's mostly supposed to be a cure all for like throat infections. That's infection what I was thinking. Yeah, throat yeah. problems. You know what or, it feels like? Um, it just feels like infections. It feels like I don't like tea, so I'm going to do this. It totally. Yeah, it's pretty sweet much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. And okay. like, and, and don't get me wrong, you can get some quite lovely lemon teas. Yeah. Um, yeah, my, my my personal favorite is always going to be peppermint. But mm. yeah, sure. Yeah, Mine's I like only do rush. tea if I'm sick, and that's an act of desperation. Yeah, I was gonna say, Chess, you can mash up like a paracetamol tablet, and then you basically just got a lem sip, which is our uh, yeah. You you buy that from the supermarket when you get a sore throat, and it's pretty much mm-hmm. the same thing. It's like a powdered little uh, sherbetty sachet with paracetamol and lemon crap, and like yeah, you heat that up with the kettle. So I imagine that's the same kind of thing, just heaps. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Hot yeah. drinks in general, I think you like that's probably the characteristic of it that does the thing. Maybe a little bit of the lemon too, but like. Mm. That's probably what's making your throat feel much better at that time. Exactly. Yeah, it's just uh, something warm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Just just have a coffee with a bit of Kahlua in it. Trust me. There you go. Milk. Milk always helps a sore throat. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> just oh, load up on dairy. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. We got there. We got there. Yeah, I could yeah, never understand my sister just be like uh, smashing ice cream when like she was like sick or something when we were growing up. I'm like, yeah, no, that doesn't work, right? Like, that's probably mm. making you worse. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, good times. Uh, yeah, but it makes you feel better. Well, exactly. Yeah. Fuck. It yeah, didn't some help. Some things when my... are for your body. The other things are for your brain. You know. Yeah, a little little bit of chocolate exactly. to make you feel better and that kind of stuff. You know, that's that's the same kind of uh, ethos. But uh, yeah. Uh, Chess, you have the next question. Well, it's funny you should say that because did you send me notes? Oh no, never did. <laughs> no, but luckily for you, I do have the questions. What a what a <laughs> highly uh, you know sophisticated organized operation we have here. Um, you guys you have know, notes. Um, sometimes <laughs> they, they, they pretty much echo we episode really two, them. and they've just been copy and pasted ever since. No, uh-huh. I, I exactly. sometimes do context sensitive ones, but um, yeah, we we haven't I'm, even I'm, gotten to that level yet. I love it. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm always I'm gonna, like fascinated I'm, to hear how other podcasts do it, and you think there's like this mm-hmm. massive mysticism. And uh, who was it? MJ from Magic and Quarantine, and he's like, "Notes? I don't have notes. Yeah. I just I'm like, oh, good. I feel okay then when I do that. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> yeah, you guys are doing good. great. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna. I just because you're a comedian, I'm gonna absolutely specify that this must be magic related. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Pet card that you love may not be the best. And I say this because if you start going into the DC deck building game <laughs> and you talk about wow, pet card yes. you love from the <laughs> DC deck building game, then you and I are going to start talking about deck builders and wow. Sam's just going to say, what Please, the fuck no, do it, do it. I was, uh, Chesh, I never thought of that, but no one's ever answered with like a different like card game. I, it's like, like just, uh, oh, I like Exodia. an Exodia. I like it. Yeah, I, I, I like, like a seven of hearts. Now. Thanks. Like exactly. <laughs> like, Did you ever see the thing as like someone was having a you know a crap about the buddy uh, the the you know the universes beyond or whatever? And it's like oh the you know standard twenty twenty five hand and there's like a seven of hearts and there's an Exodia piece and there's just like Gandalf <laughs> and there's like yeah it's kind of delightful but yeah exactly. it's fun. I'm on board. It's fun. Exactly. They're throwing exactly. spaghetti. I love. I we- love to see him try stuff. Totally. We use we use my friend's real estate business card with his like face on it for like human tokens when we're playing That's at the great. store when we could play. Hilarious. It's like yeah, this is a Damien. It's like it's great. Oh, yeah. And he's he's I like, Why did I give you my hippos. business cards? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. You just <laughs> everybody's <laughs> Anything. just doing their best to make their friends laugh. That's what we're here for. Anything goes, but yes, yeah. Your pet, your pet card yeah. can be literally anything. I think we've expanded yeah. the scope now. Literally, it doesn't have to be. I... <laughs> So my one of my favorite cards to play with is is an old card called Pandemonium. Oh yeah. And it is a four mana red enchantment that says whenever a creature enters the battlefield, it deals damage to any target, I think, mm-hmm. equal to Get its em. power. Uh and I run it in my Rakdos Lord of Riots deck, and I used to run it in a couple other decks, and I was like, this is too many. Uh, Pandemonium decks. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's an extremely dangerous card that can be extremely powerful in the right deck, and it, it just completely warps what the game is about. Oh, because yeah. now, now like, creature decks rule, right? Like, it goes, yep. from, it goes from being, like, it just shifts the balance in power a lot. Yeah. Um, and I play I play a lot of uh, secret partners at our game store because there's you know sometimes pods are are just going to be five, um, and and it's really fun having these sort of world warping um, mm. cards when uh, there's somebody on your team potentially. So my oh, yeah. um, my favorite pandemonium back. moment is 
I was playing Secret Partners with my boyfriend who was, he did not know until I did this, but he was my partner and he did not know that I was his partner. And I cast Pandemonium while he was playing his uh, Multani Marrow Sorcerer deck. <laughs> Which, if you don't, if you're not familiar with Multani, Multani is big. Uh, quite they, a chunk. Like, quite like a chunk. 28, 28. <laughs> it is a big c- creature. <laughs> <laughs> Large tree, please. Yes. Yeah. Mm. So it was basically like, hey, uh, shoot somebody in the face for 30 damage. <laughs> <laughs> The Death Star is online. Yeah, Exa- mm. exactly. Um, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but it's it's a ridiculous card. It's very powerful in Rakdos. I like it. I like it a whole lot. Love it. I want to play that a bit more. I've got a Karazakar, which has been kind of warping the way I look at, like you know, uh, what do you call it? Mutual kind of destruction in a in a great way, and that that fits that so well. And I love those conversations that come out of it too. Um, but yeah. the fact that you said secret partners—that's a term I've completely forgot about—and that actually mm. brings a couple of memories back. How? I mean, it's usually five players plus, right? That's that's one of yeah. those, like you say, variants. Usually, kind of usually five use, or six, yeah. Yeah, used to kind of make a bigger game work, and I just remember how much fun that was. In that, it's that the werewolf kind of thing, right? Like it's yes. you've got the who knows, and I'm I'm god awful at doing that too. Like I I will pretty much show my hand. <laughs> it's just like, oh, I wonder whose side you're on. You're awful at doing this lying stuff. And uh yeah, yeah but it's it's so hilarious that the stories that can come out of that. And uh I don't know, it's I feel fun. like it adds a, it adds a very political element. It adds um you know, you got to keep your sort of one eye on on <laughs> on your partner and the other eyes on on whoever's face down. But um it it's fun. We we play a, a lot of it. I try and keep it to 5 players, but sometimes you just end up playing 6. Yeah, I was just wondering. I wonder if anyone's ever like everyone. Like, I'm surprised no one's done anything similar on you know how much streaming everyone's doing at the moment, uh, which is great and kind of yeah. It makes makes the format feel as alive as ever, I believe. But it's like yeah, it's if if anyone everyone's looking for like different ways to play just for this thing, like mm. a charity stream or something just fun different to do. Um, I might see if there's people that would want to do that, and if it does work with four players, or you might need five. I need to look into it. Um, um you typically it's it's two face up players, two face down players that are their partners, and then there's yep. a lone wolf. Um you could probably That's do right. it with two face up players, two face down players, and you're just not sure who your partner is. But it, yeah, it yeah. I think having that extra that extra mystery chaos wolf is is yeah. helpful. Chaos wolf. Yeah, I just want to be chaos wolf. That sounds great. <laughs> um <laughs> exactly. right, well, watch this space, we might try it out. Love it. Uh, oh, Chesh, you're, you're in the you're in the notes folder uh, file. Good job, nice. We got, <laughs> there. we got there. I'm so sorry. Like I don't know. I'm just like yeah. Join podcast. Do thing. You know. Enjoy. Uh, next one you is took your eye off the ball. <laughs> this one's getting into this one's getting into personality test realm and like I say, job interview realm. And forgive sure. me, but it's great. Um, again, we'll talk salary expectations right at the end. But who would you most like to have dinner or drink with, dead or alive, real or fictional? Gosh, I don't know. Well, it's funny. There, there's so many. There's so many like magic people that I also haven't like I've never met in person, mm, and I'm mm. I'm sure sure I will soon. But um, because we started the the podcast so close to the beginning of the pandemic, like we haven't. I have never been to a magic fest. Just um, been internet projections. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I think uh, a fun one in the magic sphere would be Mark Rosewater, just to like. Oh yeah. Just just to. He's such a funny, 
guy and he has so he's many very loud he, he has so many brain sort of like <laughs> ideas sort of rattling around in his brain it, it's mm. it seems like he's the type of guy that you sort of wind him up and let him go and that would be that would be a fun dinner um mm. you know just to just to pick his brain a little bit um yeah get that energy it'd be amazing outside of outside of that god i don't know uh <laughs> i can't even think of like the At name least you didn't at least he didn't snap straight on to, like, uh, Jerry Lewis. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm, I, the, the, <laughs> I, <laughs> Hashtag problematic comedians. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, it's, yeah, yeah. It's like having dinner with and who, who do you want to meet up with to punch in the face? That's a whole different thing. <laughs> yes, oh, I mean, that's a whole different question. <laughs> the mission is actually to get a, an uppercut in at the end. It's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> that's, how I, that's how I finish every dinner. Um, it would be funny. I've been told multiple times that my voice sounds like Jennifer Lawrence, so it would be funny to have a dinner with her. <laughs> oh, I didn't even notice until that. Thank you. <laughs> That's like the oh wow! It's like the in, in a completely infinitely cooler version of was the Family Guy skit with like Ray Romano and Kermit the Frog and stuff. And yeah, um, there you yeah, go. Because yeah, you do not sound like Kermit the Frog, but yeah, a much because <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence uh, Lawrence rocks. But uh, yeah, yeah, she <laughs> seems she seems lovely. It sounds like fun. Uh, it would also be it would be very interesting to do a. <laughs> Do a recording. <laughs> exactly. Who's speaking? We're gonna we're know. gonna put out we're gonna put out a single. Nine of a, neither of us are singers, but we're gonna <laughs> it's gonna be some kind of record. Or spoken word, like beat poetry yeah, or something. Like, for yeah. sure, yeah. Yeah, done. Um beat Weezer. poetry to a beat. There you go. Just 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 do some Weezer music. It'll be fun. There you some go. Everybody music. likes Weezer. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, I love it. No, I appreciate two two great answers. Uh yeah, it's it's you know, that would actually be an awesome time. <laughs> Love it. Next one is, we're all nerds at heart. This is, this is you know, true. And uh, I don't know if anyone's ever not had an answer to this, but uh, what is your video game Hall of Fame? Could be one, could be five, could be 160. doesn't matter. My video game Hall of Fame? What do you mean? Oh, just like the, the, the good ones, the ones you love. Oh, sure, 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 sure. Uh, I... So I don't play a ton of video games because I have a very obsessive personality and I've tried to keep a distance. <laughs> um, like even Arena, I'm like, okay, that needs to stay. Uh, over yeah, there. yeah. I love um, that self-awareness <laughs> and with magic, like you said, too. It's like, yeah, this could be a problem. Like I get that too, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I so I played a ton of Sims and I was could like sit down oh, yeah. and just do just do you know, <laughs> 12 hours in a, a Sims world but um the game that i played the most and that i think probably led to my like strategy love was i was super into fire emblem oh yeah played yeah, a nice. number of versions of fire emblem because i we when i was growing up we weren't allowed to have tv console video games uh yeah. but my parents were would allow us to have video uh, uh game boys because mm. you know for like car trips <laughs> <laughs> they were like, they were like, okay, th- th- this will keep them busy, but distractions, they, right? But not at the house. Um, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> of course, that means the house exactly. Yeah. yeah. So we played, we played Pokemon, like Pokemon Crystal and and mm. Gold and Yellow. Oh yeah. Were were like in our in our house were the probably the biggest ones. Um, now I'm all into Pokemon Go again. I don't know. There was a resurgence recently in my life. Yeah. So, um, 
Yeah. No comment. <laughs> yeah, but I was talking I, to Chesh about it. He's still playing Pogo, and I was like, I, that's a lovely acronym abbreviation, it's nice. Pogo. <laughs> it's nice. I've, I've really, like, it's kind of a light thing just to have, you know, that, it, that you can't really spend too much time on, um, mm. which is, is helpful for me. But I love, mm. like, I love puzzle games, and I'm, I'm like, big on to... I don't know, like logic puzzles and stuff. I'm. I, it's very interesting that I like stay so far away from like actually fun video games. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. Uh, I, I I have to ask about The Sims because uh, this yeah. is this is just the touch point for for. I, I feel like everyone you know uh, who's playing The Sims, especially is like Sims One in that age, and and I have mm-hmm. fond memories, but. Uh, did you do what most people do, which I'm actually kind of a little bit frightened to hear everyone does it, but, uh, you know, oh, just invite people invi- in a pool. Oh yeah. Right. Exactly. You know where we're going. It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> invite, invite the goth family around. Cause they're the neighbors, right? The goths. Uh, yeah. It's like Mortimer goth or something that I just yeah. love how they're called the goth family. You invite them uh-huh. over and then, uh, either build a wall around them. Cause everyone does this when first given a sandbox. Cause of course, um, uh-huh demonic natures of humans but, and then build a little fireplace in there or just go let's have a pool party and then delete the pool ladder and <laughs> i you know i don't think i tried it until somebody told me you could <laughs> uh i mostly like i played sims i think the earliest i played was sims 3 uh, yeah, which was yeah. later um but it was when i got a computer in my room was like when was when i started playing it um, but I definitely remember accidentally killing somebody because I, <laughs> I, I built this pool. Oh, no, it was a hot tub. I, I built a hot tub and I put like pillars around it and a little fence. <laughs> and it was this nice little like patio with the It was mostly a house decorating thing for me. Um, yeah, yeah, totally. But I was going to say I, that. Yeah. So somebody came over and they used the pool and it was great. And then they got out of the hot tub and got stuck between two pillars. And I couldn't <laughs> figure out how to get them out. Like I didn't, I didn't know that if I just like deleted a piece, they would be free or whatever. <laughs> uh, but I was like, this is my house. Just like go back through the hot tub, you idiot. And he just yeah. died. He just <laughs> died next to the hot tub. Because I couldn't figure out how to get him out. And then there was like a permanent tombstone on my nice yeah. like patio <laughs> where, oh, yeah. where this and guy the, died. And they haunt you too. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's it was great. awful. I couldn't Literally figure a, out. <laughs> declaration figure out. in stone. Like it's like, what a way to go. Just like couldn't get out the hot tub. <laughs> oh my wow. God. It was so funny. <laughs> so I love that point though. It's, it's pretty much what uh, I talked to my wife about it. Like it, Sims early was just house design, and that's what you're doing. Oh, yeah. You're making you're making your like Sylvanian families like little dream kind of. It's all the little details. It's all, all yeah, that stuff. We made just, all yeah. of our like we made all of our friends, and like it was character design, and and then yeah. like once you get a little bit older, you're just like I'm just gonna make them kiss. Yeah, and then, yeah. and, and then, then, the, then they just kissed, friends, and it was like kissing game. Have, they're gonna have affairs, and it's like, ah, oh, I remember, it, yeah, like well, I think Kate made me, and she's like, "What the hell did you do?" I was like, "I don't know." Like, you, you, oh, yeah. you made the character, and I apparently went next door to someone else, and it's like it was it was all over, and so it was not good. <laughs> My mom came in, and she was watching me play Sims, and she was like, "Why does that person have twelve loves?" And I was like, "Uh, the neighbors keep coming over, and I make out with yeah. them. I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> filled with love 
It's so it's funny really the way that you build a relationship with, with somebody, too, is just like, talk, 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 kiss, kiss, <laughs> kiss, 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 goose, 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 goose. <laughs> dance, dance, dance. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I had to learn. I, I didn't know what goose meant. I think I asked my mom. Mom, what is goosing? Exactly. Oh, I love it. And and the social uh, constructs built on uh, the the amazing Sims language, you know, like the oh yeah, the it's great. Yeah, you always remember what they said. is is very funny. Um, yeah, what a flirty uh, Sim sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, exactly. Uh, I love absolutely love the music because it's hilarious because all the lyrics are in that language as well, which is just oh, like great. gobbledygook. It's fantastic. Uh, the design nice. that goes into that game was incredible. And I, I got oh, the yeah. first expansion I got was pets. And I was just like, oh, all the pets. Everybody gets oh, 15 yeah. pets. <laughs> uh, and then it was just a pet designing game. And then I figured out you have to take care of the pets. And you're like, mm, less fun. Build another yeah, pet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like Tamagotchi's for a reason. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then they got into the mode of, I think they, I can't remember. Is that EA? No. Is it Maxis? Yeah, I think it's Maxis, EA. Maxis, I believe. But they were the ones that kind of flew as close to the sun, of, I think, of, of any game to go. That's that's how much DLC is too much and the value in it. And that was like mm. the meme after a while. It's like, oh, I, I paid $17 to get three tracksuits. You know, you'd go to the <laughs> you go to the shopping center and I remember there was a whole wall dedicated to Sims DLCs. And it's like, it was just got yeah. stupid. It's like, get your top mm. shop items and get your... A couple of pot plants, and it's like, oh, this is a bit too much. But uh, I think oh, games yeah. have learned get from lost it. in those games. Oh yeah, exactly, collectathons. But uh, mm-hmm. nice. Um, next one was where was it? There it is. Uh, recommend an album. Yeah, recommend us an album of the musical variety, or it can be spoken word or whatever. But uh, yeah, some or it can be a comedy album. Or it yeah. can be a comedy album, exactly. Well, we were talking about this before, but if you guys haven't listened to Dylan Moran's stand up, you really should. Oh, I've got um, that on DVD. What's a yeah. DVD, you may ask? Oh. <laughs> I, uh, it, it, for that. everybody who who doesn't know who's listening, Dylan Moran is a, he's Scottish, right? Yeah, um, I believe so. Uh, Irish? Sorry, he's Irish. I am Scottish. He's Irish, but Irish. he lives in Here's Scotland, a doesn't very he? very big fucking difference. <laughs> yeah, so for guy. sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's he's this sort of unbelievable, very smart, very weird uh, stand-up comic, and we were talking about Black Books, which is um, yeah, the sitcom he was in for a long time, Delightful. which is very a lot less known in the United States than I feel like in. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I hadn't heard of it, and like I found his stand-up first, and then yeah, backed yeah. into about Black Books. Um, but he's great. Um, the album that I think everybody should listen to if you just truly want to laugh your pants off is <laughs> Kurt Bronner's uh, "How Do I Land." Oh, is nice. It's um he's it's very light. It's very funny. It's very silly. He does a he does a whole section called "Sad Tweets" where he eats a hard boiled <laughs> egg that's been in his pocket for the whole show, and he reads tweets that no one retweeted. Um, oh no the worst kind no one talks about these ones it's like exactly cicadas (laughs) yeah it's um he he's he's an incredible stand-up comic and i i uh i i love him a whole lot so that was a very formative album for me and and um any number of maria bamford stand-up albums are are incredible um yeah uh musical albums god um, I, I don't pretend to have any decent taste in magic, in magic, in music, but I, oh, I really does, like, uh, like 
I listen to a lot of Americana type country, like okay. post country. So I really yeah. like like Chris Stapleton and Sturgill Simpson and um, like the, these sort of, uh, I don't know, they, they sort of harken back to uh, a man and his guitar country where before yeah. this like group or after before the whole group pop thing happened post Dixie chick. Um, so that, that's what I enjoy listening to right now. Love it. But I like a group pop too, honestly. (laughs) Love it. I mean, pop's not dirty word, but, uh, Sturgill Simpson was a name I recognize. I'm like, wait a second. Yes, yes, yes. And it was, Mm -hmm. uh, Sturgill Simpson did music for the dead don't die Chesh. Yes. Mm. Hot movie. Very good movie. It was very, uh, Sturgill Simpson has made his wonderful songs. He's awesome. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Um, Yeah. Very, very cool. Plenty to check out. Um, and yeah, thanks for also <laughs> like just the fact that we've got comedy uh, kind of inclusions there, which is, you know, very, very valuable and, you know, some awesome stuff to check out. So it's know what fun. I'm watching. It is fun. You know, it's like, let's laugh. Exactly. Um, uh, yeah, I, I guess, you know, this fun. is kind of a, sh- a shameless plug, but the funniest, the funniest man I know and a dear friend just released an album that is spectacular. Ooh, uh, his name is Sam Talent and he has a book out and, and he is all the travels are all around the country doing stand-up but he just released an album and i believe you can stream it for free on a number of different places um i have to actually look up what it's called but it's amazing um, is the book running the light it is running the light how did you know that i'm just quick on the googles (laughs) (laughs) that that is his that is the name of his book i thought you knew that off the top of your head i was like oh my god sam's doing it no His album is called Waiting for Death to Claim Us. Um, and he plays magic and is a, he's a very good dude. It's very fun. Oh, I love it. I mean, anyone with a uh, a podcast called the Chubby Behemoth Podcast, um, yeah. that's, that's going to be a good time. <laughs> yeah. Sammy, you're calling me fat again. Yes, yes. But you're a cool behemoth. Uh, Bringing it back. Exactly. Mm-hmm. exactly. No, I appreciate Chubby that so much. <laughs> I actually have a signed chubby hook. Good, so good. good. <laughs> My favorite thing is the uh, the little plushy uh, chubby hoof on oh, uh, yeah, Professor's shelf. I want that yeah. one. I want that one. Yeah, I barely play the card because I'm like, well, there's cooler ways. You can use a goat, or you can use yeah. There's a there's know. a lot of overruns but, that are uh, that work yeah. just fine in green. <laughs> Ex- that just work exactly completely yeah. competent. Um, like, does fine, it work but, as yeah. well? Probably not. But it's um, but, it, it's an they do enough. <laughs> <laughs> to see the to see a Bulbasaur that's like you know in the stratosphere like that's pretty cool. I, I yeah, it comes down to that. Um, but the question is, does it milk? Mm, uh, yes, we talk about Crater Hoof. It's oh horrifying. yes, you did too. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> it, I think I, I believe just... a, a town was destroyed. <laughs> just like well, a light milking equals like fourteen silos or something. Yeah, like, exactly. Mm, great, great. <laughs> uh, uh, crater Hoof milk is uh, collected via rainfall. <laughs> um, just go outside and oh, <laughs> yeah, highly touted, known for its uh, magical mm-hmm. energies, and yeah, yeah, exactly, and vigor. You basically become like Merry and Pippin when they have the in the director's cut of Lord of the Rings when they have the the tree stuff. <laughs> the water, <laughs> exactly. Uh, next one was favorite magic art. Oh man, I mean, there's so many, there's so many incredible ones. I. Uh... The one that I was I was really drawn to is is the Lorwyn Merfolk, just all of them. Oh yeah, uh, particularly yeah. the white ones. I I was really obsessed with when I first started playing Magic, um, which was mm. right around Ixalan. So it was like 
there was a real merfolky time. Getting um, a lot of tools and cool, cool new cards, and yeah, yeah. There's so there's a black removal spell that's a, on the snow and a what is it called? Uh, it's called I think it's I think it's death mark. I think it's the cold snap death mark that has the most. Yeah, that's what it is. Is it cold snap? Yeah. Did I nail it? No, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> but it's Jeremy Jarvis. Um, Death mark that has like a dead body in a snowflake of blood in the snow, oh, yeah. and it's um an incredibly graphical and like horrifying image that I just it, it's a very spooky image that I for some reason it just sticks uh, sticks in my brain. Oh, yeah. um, my favorite artists though, like I, Jesper Ising, I think is a master of of Definitely. magic card art. Um, I think nobody nobody really does. Um, color like he does in Magic, mm. and uh, he's very good at characters as well. So I really appreciate Jesper Ising. Um, there's a new artist that I've really liked. What's her name? Her name is Evan Fong, I believe. Oh yeah. Um. Yep. She did the the little goat berserker from Call Time, and she's done a couple really cool stuff since then. And I, so I've really liked what Evan Fong is is doing, but. Yeah, I, I feel like I I, I gravitate more toward artists and their general collections mm, than mm. than specific pieces. But I mean, like if you it, like Fibblethip the Lost is an <laughs> un, unbelievable portrait. Uh, the background is unbelievable. Like the, the character design and the expression, and it's uh, Jesper's. It's, it's hard to beat him. Yeah, it's such a long time coming to it. It's like, what's a Fibblethip one going to look at? And it's yeah, yeah. Um, that is, that is a delight. Yeah, the the little mm-hmm. patches of color and stuff too. And I remember like Jesper was on. Um, it's probably been on a couple of times, but uh, on the command zone, I always remember. He's done, yeah. Hearing, hearing the great stories of like he would play all these artist proofs in this like uh, commander deck of his cards, mm-hmm. and they're just elastic banded together, like no sleeves, and everyone yeah. like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "Ah, oh, it's just cards. It's fine." Like, <laughs> <laughs> he plays very powerful magic too. Exactly. Um, yeah, he has. I I have my Jesper playmat is. Oh God, why can't I? It's uh, pacifism. It's mm-hmm. his pacifism, which is a giant that is knitting, knitting. with swords. <laughs> uh, it's it's beautiful. It's it's. Yeah. There's so much character and love put into it. There's so much humor. Um, but yeah, it's this it's this giant pacifist. Uh, who's covered in like tiny shields and he's yeah, yeah, pig, exactly. pig strapped to his chest. It's, it's unbelievable. He's really Love great. I, I think yes, Bizarre is also that uh, example of uh, like, I've been getting into uh, watching uh, Ryan from CCO. He's uh, he's kind of tutorials on just how to paint stuff, which is a Bob Ross experience. It's just something I love to do just to chill out, whatever. That's great. And I'll go, to check those out. He's always just like, Oh, every color pretty much has burnt sienna in it, which is what Bob Ross pretty much says as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's that, that shadows aren't shadows, you know, like they've got color in them. They've got everything. And Jesper's mm-hmm. art is such an example of that, that like mm-hmm. you choose a palette for that background and all your tones are basically derivative of it. And yes, in a way yeah. that can have really surprising color values. If you ever just like eye drop at them, you're like, Oh wow, that's really weird. Yeah. But, um, color is strange it's weird <laughs> it's it's great you know it's it's not like just black and white so yeah it's- i mean what he does really well so so magic cards are so small um mm. that like putting a ton of detail into them like the detail just get gets lost when you make them totally so small 
Um, so I think he does a really good job with backgrounds specifically that like allow these characters to come to the forefront and you really mm. recognize the characters even when they're, you know, an inch and a half wide or, or, or however big they are. Like if you think about, if you think about like Thassa's Oracle, like that has a very mm. specific character and the background sort of drops away and like Fibblethip is the background sort of drops away. You remember the character. Um, he also yeah. did like, like slippery boggle. Um, oh yeah yeah like like he's these are just very specific characters that you remember and it's less about like you know doing doing something uh crazy uh Mm. busy and more about like okay let's let's really show who this this character is which i think is yeah does that one of my favorites of his is uh pattern matcher which is a card from um, yeah yeah it's like a knight holding a little bunny it's lovely which is one of those cards. It's like it's it's a shame because of the way it's worded. You don't really play it in commander. Yeah, like, it doesn't work it in commander really, uh, unless you're playing something wild like Mishra or something. I don't know if that works, but yeah, totally. I was, totally. Yeah, I was trying to run <laughs> Pattern Matcher in my. I had a seven dwarfs deck, and it's still just very slow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, no, you're right. There you go. The, yeah, 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 you can you, go get a dwarf with it. Mm, you can do do Shadowborn Apostles, all that junk. Yeah, yeah, okay. there you We're go. We're getting there. We're getting there. Nice. Yes. Nice. Yeah. But it's great. Um, but yeah, that art is incredible. Like you say, exactly though. Vic, he he does. He can show depth of field, which is actually mm. pretty remarkable. Um, yeah, love it. Like he's like just taken a photo of it in in mm. magical land. Yeah, nice. Uh, Chesh, you got the next one up there. No. All right. Recommend us a movie, Rachel. Uh, my favorite movie of all time is Best in Show. It's, I, if you haven't seen it, it's. It, it's one of the funniest. It's it's a flawless comedy. I believe the, I have quite a few years ago. Quite mm-hmm. a, it's the dog one. Yes, yes, yes with with, yeah. with De Niro and yeah. Um, no, no, sorry, De Niro. What am I talking about? Usually, yeah, not- why do I always get like, De Niro mixed up with like usually? <laughs> big um, glasses. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly right. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a Christopher Guest movie. Yeah, um, but it's it's an unbelievable and incredibly funny and quotable movie, and uh, that's my favorite. I oh, love it, love it. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's a great reason to uh, to fire it up again. But uh, what what year was it? Was that like early two thousands? That's how, uh, I think. It, yeah, two thousand one. Oh, there we go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of a delightful time for movies. Actually, like it's just yeah, it's kind of got a little bit of nostalgia in there. Um, yeah, good time. It's right before movies had to say something. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way to put it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, we've been doing a ton of like 90s movies and the same kind of thing. It's like, it's just nice to have this like thing that doesn't have to equate to too much, but it's just kind of enjoyable to watch. Exactly. Yeah. Nice one. Uh, another one to round out. Uh, almost done, but uh, favorite Pokemon. Uh, the one just, uh, mm. you probably want to hang out with. Ninetales was always my favorite when I was a kid. Anything sort of canine uh, was, was my favorite. Um, but I like the, leg- the legendary dogs too. Oh, yeah. um, just don't don't look up furry nine tails. Oh no, I never. Oh, no. Um, I don't look up furry anything because <laughs> there's. I mean, po- don't get me wrong. I have like, some friends who are furries. Even but- just like nine tails art, like you there's boobs. Oh, there's yeah. boobs. There's gonna be boobs. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a dog, and there there will be boobs there. Um, yeah. No, I nine tails was always my favorite. But a uh, big fan of, of Blastoise, my favorite magic or my favorite Pokemon card that I had was a Vaporeon. Mm. Yeah. And I still have it. I still have like the, the first foil I opened in a pack and it's, it's 
beat to shit, but it's fun to have. <laughs> yeah, it's just got the memories, exactly. And yeah. I mean, I say it with Blastoise all the time, like what is cooler than a, like a massive turtle with, you know, basically cannons. It's yeah, like, that yeah. was so metal when you were a kid. Yeah, I also really liked like, Tyran- Tyranitar. When Tyranitar came out, I was like, whoa. Oh, do not know the Tyranitar. I, I still nah, feel like Gen I'm just learning, Gen learning yeah, the Pokemons. Uh, oh, yeah, this yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They even, Very cool. I think they even got the arms kind of right for like what is meant to be a little bit of a, a T-Rexy thing. But like mm. it, it's got a bit of that crater hoof energy where it's like just a bit, you know, mm. um, kind of cuddly and, and whatever. He's a little it's like chunky. That, Pro- yeah, a little chonky just couldn't probably couldn't like clap clap his hands like you know <laughs> maybe not maybe not anyway uh, love it all right the last one to round it all out and to uh, to to kind of put it into the uh, the the immortalized baseball card format of uh, of our interview series and you know before salary expectations all that stuff <laughs> in just a few words or as many as you want I don't care it's fine what does magic mean to you Rachel um. Ah, it, it's an excuse to get together with your friends. That's all yeah. it is, and it, like perfect, it introduces perfect, yeah. a, a little bit of a little bit of competitive energy, and it sort of gives you something to joke about. But mostly, it's like a reason to have people over. Yeah, exactly. It's an excuse. I love that, and that's it's mm-hmm. it's so true, and that puts it all in perspective, and and kind of makes it. I know it's relaxing to think about it that way, rather than go, oh, you know, don't. We say it before, like, don't, I don't know. It's kind of dangerous to put all your stock, uh, mental energy, whatever, into a thing that is essentially just a thing run by, you know, it's a game run by a company that wants to make money and take your money. That's fine. Like, yeah, let's be, you know. You don't need the newest cards to hang out with your friends. Like, that's the thing. Like, it's, and you don't need, because you're trying to beat, you know, your your idiot friend. (laughs) Like, it's, like, you just have to have cards better than Jake. Um, yeah, exactly. I <laughs> no, want to be I, uh, the best. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think I think it's it's that's what it is. It's like your it's like fantasy football. You know, it just gives you something to do. Exactly. Um. And yeah, I mean, I appreciate what you're doing in the space and and keeping it real and being that voice. And and please keep doing what you're doing. And and thanks. You know, stay true to that because it helps put it into perspective for everyone. Basically, like it's just like there is so many intense voices sometimes. Like, mm. whoa, let's just rewind a little bit like diplomatically look at it as well. I've always appreciate the way you and Dan do that, which is like, hey, no, we're going to be constructive and go, this is how maybe you look at this conversation and yeah. like just be chill about it. Like if, you, if you're if you angry at that person, it's not going to go very well, is it? Like, you know, mm. it's, it's never going to lead to great things. So, yeah, just keep it real. Yeah. And then, well, I yeah, appreciate keep- it. And thank you so much for having me. This has been so fun. Oh, it's been delightful. So thanks for your uh, your patience to go through all this and everything. And um, yeah, it's it's almost over. We're just going to wrap it up with a uh, our last bookend of uh, of things where pretty much we just do what was the original premise that Chesh wanted to talk about in the podcast when we first made it. It's like, hey, let's do magic and then let's talk about other stuff going on, which yeah. is just entertaining you things. So what were you going to call a podcast at first, bullshit. Chesh? Magic the Entertaining, something like that. Magic the Entertaining. Mm, yeah. That's great. Yeah. Um, and then what was the other one you said the other day in Lexicon? You said you and Brandon were going to split off and do your own little thing, which is like oh, we're, we're going to make friends. the Super Friends. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's which cute. Is, which is very which magic. It's going to be a, a movie podcast based around us watching uh, all of the different comic book movies, starting from the very beginning and critiquing them really harshly. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> great. 
yeah, you you and Brandon are great at that, and that's like you said, Jeff and I are just like well, I don't know, a bit impartial to the the comic book things. So we just want yeah, to talk Rob Rock. It's fine, love it. Um, yeah, Chesh, anything magic, uh, non magic, sorry, media uh, that's had your taste and attention this week? And <laughs> Rachel, you can chime in after this. Anything just cool you've just been loving, whatever, and you know, yeah, it's it's all fine. But yeah, go for it, Chesh. Lost Levels, one of the worst sci fi movies I've seen in a while. It's got a uh, this stars Frank Grillo who people oh. might remember as Rumslow from uh, Winter Soldier. Okay. Uh, and Crossbones from uh, the, the other Avengers movie that no one cares about. <laughs> um, so trapped in a time loop that constantly repeats the day of his murder, a former special, of, uh, special forces agent must unlock the mystery behind his untimely death. Mm. <laughs> now, it sounds like it should be a fun premise because it's basically Groundhog Day with guns. Yes. And it's, 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 it's fucking, it, it's, uh, God. Okay. It starts off, the credits at the very start of the movie start off with 8-bit chiptunes. Okay. And that immediately has me on edge. And I'm like, oh boy, what am I doing? This doesn't feel like it's going to be good. Is it like, look, I'm and sci-fi then, kind of thing? Yes. Okay. And, and not only does it do the look, I'm sci-fi. But uh, two other problematic things happen. I use the word problematic very, very much for this. Because the the first one is all of the titles and stuff are done in like matrixy green font. Mm. Oh, so we're in a video game, like just in case you didn't know. The bad guy is Mel Gibson. Yeah, I saw that. "Mm, Okay. And had I have known that, I probably wouldn't have fucking watched this in the first place. Because fuck you, Mel Gibson, Mm. you piece of shit. I don't know where we're at to Mel Gibson. I can't keep notes, but uh, yeah, it's all. Yeah, but but also speaking about anti-Semitic, one of the uh, one of the bad people in this movie has a gun that is uh has a h on the handle what does that mean adolf hitler no and, uh, really? and they actually talk about it being adolf hitler's gun that was taken by the allied forces what? blah 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 no <laughs> and then and then when grillo finally kills this assassin lady he puts two bullets in her and he says, that's for the Jews. And I'm like, oh, oh my no. Is this movie God, like 25 years doing? too late or something? Or like, it's, it's yeah, like, like we Ugh. we made a 90s just, movie that would totally that. fly then. Wow. No, no, but, but that plus Mel Gibson being in this movie. Yeah. That yes. plus Mel Gibson <laughs> being in this movie. Mel Gibson, very famous for being anti-Semitic. That, what the fuck are you doing whack. movie? My God. Yeah. yeah, so just to save everyone from it, uh, don't it's watch it. a really trash movie <laughs> with a really trash premise, uh, and, and please don't watch it. I am saving you now. You will not enjoy it. Love it. Uh, anything you enjoyed watching this week, Chesh, or was it a total um, uh, write-off? Uh, what else have I fucking been watching? That's the question. You watch Half of Inside, which, I mean, uh, sorry to do that in a week where you've already watched a shit movie. Yes, yes, I didn't like that either. Oh, I mean, for and, different, and, and different reasons we kind of went into it. It's, it's just hard. Like, it is a difficult it watch. Yeah, it wasn't it, problematic. It, it was just fucking hard to watch. It hits home, exactly. Um, depression sucks. Like, it's hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. That's. Uh, I, I was hoping there's, there's something something positive that you've watched this week, Chesh, so I might have to find one for you. Um, <laughs> I mean, I've been not, watching uh, Ted Lasso, which is lovely. If you need something oh, yeah, positive exactly. and light and fun, gotta gotta watch Ted Lasso. That's yeah. that's been on our queue. 
Yes, that's probably going to be my next thing to watch. Actually, I think. No, that that looks awesome. But uh, I'll, yeah, I'll... but no, I've been watching Blind Spot. That that's kind of jumped the shark. Um, you know what a surprise. <laughs> uh, I've been still trying to watch uh, Star Trek Voyager, and that's I still don't like it. Um, there's a Nicolas Cage movie I might watch later today called Left Behind, Ooh. <laughs> which <laughs> which has the shittiest premise I've ever heard, oh, but, uh, yeah. but means that it's probably going to be fun. Exactly. Uh, and, and it's basically after millions of people on Earth suddenly disappear, a pilot flying a plane <laughs> stuck at 30,000 feet must find a way to ensure the passenger's survival. See his face on the cover? He's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Wow, this is going to be a good one. And we've 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 waxed <laughs> lyrical about how Nicolas Cage has been on a tear lately with like some actually really good movies. But like, whoa, this one, 2014, yeah, we're probably in the funny stage. I just saw, I need to find it again. I saw a glimpse of an IMDb rating that looked <laughs> not great, <laughs> which means <laughs> it'll be fantastic. <laughs> it, it'll be Nicolas Cage great, let's be honest. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's awful. It's a bad, I won't, yeah, it's a bad score, Jess, you're in for a tie. I saw a clip of it on uh, TikTok and it was like, oh, this looks like absolute garbage. Oh, this is going to be great. (laughs) Hot garbage. Nice. Because sometimes you just got to like, you know, create pain for yourself. Oh, exactly, right? You just got to wallow in that that time. So, um, hmm. Uh, what did I watch this week? Uh, yeah, it was pretty much, we watched some Bo Burnham stuff because of, uh, with, with, with Lex, yeah, with with MTG Lexicon, we kind of talk about that stuff on a bi-weekly basis, um, uh, or fortnightly, sorry. And we kind of just like break them apart. And Jeff, Jeff was the one who said, "Oh, watch!" Uh, he he got a lot out of Insight, and he said, "Watch, um, uh, actually watch Eighth Grade, which is the the A twenty four movie he directed uh, or directed, written, all that stuff." Um, and that was that was incredible. Uh, that was such a we had so much to say about that, and and that can be all checked out on MTG Lexicon. So I'll kind of keep it all top level. But like we just discussed how uh, Bo Burnham, of course, uh, anyone uninitiated does some really kind of like commentary based humor a lot of the time. But it's like then some amazing stuff. Like an inside was very very personal, and it's funny. Then it's actually so real. It's like we said, Chesh. It's it's kind of it can be really difficult to watch because it kind of uh, exposes you to things like, "Yep, I feel that." <laughs> That's mm. an existential threat. Like you know, like I yeah, I feel awful. Um, and I, I since learned actually, Chesh, that um, I was doing some reading on Bo Burnham, and and he used to do a bit of stand up, and doesn't do it anymore because he has panic yeah. attacks and stuff like that. And you know, it's kind of does more kind of. Uh, screen stuff i guess um mm-hmm. so yeah inside is one to watch if you're in the mood for it for anyone uh it's hard to explain <laughs> it's like kind <laughs> of it's yeah it's it's kind of just an absolute vortex of like thoughts and uh and expressions especially like in parallel with the pandemic and how what his mind's going through and also like commentaries on society especially digital mm-hmm. society which is kind of some of that's super effective and then like i say eighth grade was the, the movie directed about literally uh, a girl kayla in eighth grade and just an amazing vignette on that how powerful and overwhelming a lot of those things especially for a, a kid in this you know generation has going like swirling around them and, and how difficult that is and i i made the point as like 
perspective kind of shrinks so far in when you're in that age and especially now more than ever with technology that you look at someone who's in 10th grade and they seem like a whole galaxy away you know the the difference in ages whereas now like what we're older we're adults like oh yeah that person's 20 whatever like they're all just people but it's it's i forgot how that aperture really shrinks in life and that that movie just shows that so much that like the most harrowing like going to a party with the popular kid was the most harrowing thing ever and i've never seen a movie depict that like in that <laughs> that that sense and, and and i can say that like yeah i had those kind of things growing up as you know uh, a male in school and that's fine but then i was watching it with kate and she was in tears multiple times cuz like this is fucking true like this is exactly mm. this is everything and it was ter- like it was just soul crushing every moment and kids are the worst sometimes yeah. <laughs> it's hard so yeah highly recommend that if anyone's in the mood to kind of see what a kid has to go through these days like you know what it's like with technology because i never really thought about that as much because we had i think we had myspace in high school and that was about it maybe even a little bit of facebook and other than that it wasn't too bad but it was still tricky and now it's just we like, had bbs what's that <laughs> uh bulletin boards oh yeah yeah oh we i remember well we had i was we about to say ign website um sorry irc irc yeah yeah bbs was that the like chatting little thing uh the yeah 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 or icq was that the other one uh icq was later yeah we had that nemesis icq was more graphics graphics based chatting yeah yeah um but yeah irc was more like the the old text based oh yeah chat rooms and shit and yeah, like anything, cultures form in those kind of things with aided by technology, and and it's it's an absolute like battlefield. That uh, yeah, what does uh, what does Will Smith say in the uh, the song in the nineties? Parents, they just never understand. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't be more true. Like you know, it's hard. So yeah, uh, check those out. Bo Burnham, kind of a quite a mind. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, yeah, anything else, Rachel? At all? Or do you want to uh, let's call it an episode and uh, and and go along our merry ways? No, I mean that's that's about it. I've um all of those are are great recommendations. I we've been telling everybody to watch C. It's an Apple TV show with Jason Momoa. It's Ooh. very silly, but um Oh, nice. But oh, it Momoa. the the world has gone blind and um it is sort of this post-apocalyptic tribal situation and nice. there are a couple of people who can see and it's um the script is not very good, but it is a whole lot of fun to watch and whoever is mm. doing their fight choreography is crushing it uh because the yeah. the fight scenes are incredible so yeah i would recommend that can't wait to watch that for sure and uh yeah jason Bowell seems like such a cool dude it's, yeah, uh, yeah he's great in this it's very fun nice nice definitely checking that out for sure good one uh nice as i say i think that wraps an episode and i'm going to uh again just echo what i said before keep doing what you're doing love uh your voice in the commander community and the you know uh for keeping it real especially on the um you know the cag as well and and what dan is doing as well so um, yeah thanks i'll pass that along Thanks, for, keep thanks for making yourself available. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> course, thanks for joining us weird Australians on a on a strange time and yeah, exactly. I'm always just like absolutely blown away that people want to come hang out with us and it's it's lovely so. Yeah, and talk anytime, about cardboard frisbees. <laughs> love it, love it. <laughs> so, that being said, where can of all the places uh people find you, Rachel? 
I am on Twitter at Rachel Reeks. Um, and uh, in my Twitter, you can find my link tree that'll point you everywhere. That point gets you to the Command Sphere, which is this podcast we've been talking about. That'll get mm-hmm. you to. I play live D and D with comedians every Monday. That show's called Better Than Heroes. Um, and then I'm on the Commander Advisory Group. So if you have any any thoughts or anything you want me to to bridge to the Rules Committee, feel free to reach out. Um, Twitter's the best way to do that. But I am also on Instagram at Rachel Reeks as well. Exactly, and I, yeah, I will like unbanning Grizzle Daddy. <laughs> I don't know if that's gonna happen. I don't feel good about nah, that. <laughs> it's never gonna happen. You know I know it's <laughs> obvious, and trying. I know it's, and I know it. It's sad that it needs to be said, and I honestly think the correlation if someone's making it to the end of this podcast and them being a dick is probably mm. unlikely. But like, it it does need to be said. Usually, if you're reaching out to people, be fucking civil. Like, just yeah. be a person. Don't yell at the freaking sky. Like these these are the people, the gods of my format, and like you know they're they're not humans, they're humans. Yeah. Like they're guidelines. Know. You want to play Grizzle Dad? Talk to your friends. See if they'll still yeah. be friends with you. Exactly. <laughs> play Capital. <laughs> <laughs> and they will be until they play it, yeah. and then they're like, oh no, exactly. oh, totally, totally. I I find the most like you know placid cards can turn into that. You're like that's oh Tibor and Pl- uh, Tibor and Plumia, Tibor and Lumia. Is that the one? <laughs> that seems like a fun commander. That's so cool. And it's like mm. yeah, you just kill everyone's stuff, and no one's having fun. Like it's like <laughs> no one likes that. It's like yeah, see, crappy throwaway card can be a boogeyman. Like I don't know. Yeah, totally. Uh, but no. Mole and Pumbaa. Tabone and Pumbaa. That's a great one. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Jungle Games. Great game I played growing up. That's so much fun. Uh, Chesh, where can people find you, my friend? Uh, so you can find me here, of course, uh-huh. doing this lovely podcast with my lovely co host and fantastic guest. Thank you. You uh, called it shit the other can... day, so um, I'm happy with that. <laughs> yeah, you can join me on this shit podcast uh, with thanks. shit co hosts and <laughs> shit guests and fuck you all, you jerks. Um, no. <laughs> Uh, and you can find me on uh, Twitter at Cheshire Plays, mm-hmm. um, which I, I feel like I need to rebrand because, like, I'm still the laughable cat. But I just don't play I games don't. anymore. <laughs> just don't. I really don't. I don't Twitch games anymore because I kind of just got jack of it and yeah. got sick of dealing with PR people who don't fucking know what they want and they can all go to hell. All right, I've got a better one for you. How about uh, based on the, the 1991 uh, smash hit drama American Nickelodeon series, Cheshire Explains It All? Hmm. I thought you were going to say cat dog. That works. Chesh dog. Mm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, that was, uh, I remember that show. That was cool. That was the Joan Hart. But yeah, Cheshire explains it all. It works, right? No. Because you kind of do. Or you don't. Like, you, you, maybe, maybe you're a bit tired of explaining it all. <laughs> really tired of explaining it all. <laughs> anyway, I love it. Uh, you can find the podcast at uh, cmdrcrunch.fireside.fm. Uh, that's the website. You can find us on the Twitters during the conversation at cmdr underscore crunch. Send us messages. Be civil, please. Uh, I know you will. Uh, yeah, so suggest breakfast cereals that's that's we are a breakfast themed podcast it's fun uh find us on instagram at cmdr crunch and uh the gmail for where you can send uh thoughts feedback uh there's another one suggestions pictures of cephalids if you want to did you know someone actually put a cephalid picture in there the other day chesh it was yeah, I saw that. yeah it made me smile so it was a little squiddy and it wasn't even me someone finally did it. About it i laughed my head off so um to cmdacrunchpodcast at gmail.com 
uh, and you can find me uh, most places at Pass the Jam Sam. But uh, yeah, just don't be a stranger. Hang out. We'll play some games and, and just have a good time because Command is meant to be fun. And uh, yeah, mm-hmm. love it. Uh, any little advices to uh, little nuggets of advice to kind of suggest to people on the way out, friends? Um, and then we'll, we'll call it a nap. Cheshire, you always have some wisdom. Yeah, just don't take it that seriously. We're all here to have exactly. a good time. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And talk take to it. people. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Off offset your kind of uh, you know, your existence and just go, well, you know, we can we can help each other out, that kind of thing. I would say I've said mm-hmm. it before, but I had another one and I completely forgot it, but just take it easy on yourself. Well, I'm just gonna part with uh don't aim to be the next rock. Aim to be the first you. <laughs> oh, do you mean Dwayne Which Johnson? I totally stole from The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. That's that's a perfect note to leave on. Take care, friends. Bye. Bye. Bye.